then all systems are go. I'm finally on Odyssey. I finally figured it all out and got it going, so I'm there live. Uh, nice. I got kicked off Twitter. <laughs> uh, was that your first time? Uh, I think it was my seventh to- total time being kicked off Twitter. Nice. Um, seventh account. But uh, I'll be back on eventually in the future. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, it's actually like, even if you don't participate on it, it's a really good, like, put your finger on the pulse of people. Yeah. You, know, you can, you can just because people are on it, right? Like, you can kind of right. see what senators are talking about and what drama's going down with, like, politicians and media and, like, athletes and churches. It's just, like, all the drama of society online kind of finds its way there. Right. Uh, and obviously, like, 4chan and stuff kind of is, like, in the know first. And there's other websites and places, but it's kind of like if you just want to get a, a generalized idea of what's going on online, it's kind of the best place that feeds and sifts it all into one place for you. So I really like that, but then it can just be a time suck and then you just get caught up in silly arguments and debates and whatnot. And you end up being banned. Yeah. As far as interaction on Twitter, to me, it's like my habitual, like my, um, uh, not instinct, but like by habit now, is like, okay, if I want to actually be funny, I have to screen grab something from Twitter and then go to Telegram or Gab. Because I'm like, you know, I either have to water down a joke or just not even be able to address it. So I'm like, is it even worth, um, yeah. you know, so, yeah. So you get some some things you can mine from Gab for the most part. I'm not Gab from Twitter and then just bring it bring it elsewhere. Um, but it, I've, I've been able to get some, some good info, you know, from... Uh, some accounts on Gab and Telegram too, so yeah. I mean, Gab is starting to, you know, <laughs> I feel like you know, two years ago I was on Gab, pretty, you know, three years ago, two years ago, and it was just Nazis. Right. <laughs> it literally was like I I would log in and it would take me maybe one or two scrolls before there's some kind of like not like literal Nazi stuff. Yeah. Did and you some, see like, the thing I posted where I was like, it felt like the onboarding for Gab. the first thing you run into is like oh okay i get you know and i didn't know if it was like they're like i don't know if you want me to curse or not but like shit testing um you know either to try to scare people away or like kind of test i I just thought it was very interesting that was that was my very first experience logging in i was like oh okay (laughs) and i feel like bit shoot has that going on too where it's just like oh man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's like give it time you know people will slowly start to go either out of choice or out of desperation because they've been kicked off everywhere else and like in time it kind of grows into a diverse thing where yeah. if you want the nazi stuff you can find it it's still right. gonna be there you know because it is just true free speech so like you are gonna find stuff you don't like or you don't want or whatever opinion you have on this or that topic but uh, in time, it kind of gathers a more diverse crowd, you know, and it kind of bounces everything out, levels everything out. But I also think people have become, well, they're becoming, it, it depends on how early adapters they are, but, um, you know, like tone deaf to it, because it's like every everything's a Nazi, everything's bad, to the point where yeah. it's like that doesn't even, you know, and then it becomes a side, sliding scale of like what actually makes you feel like what is quote-unquote offensive or shocking and then after a while you just kind of um kind of get over it and there, there's enough 
people, at least when I start seeing more, one major development I see on Gab is how many uh, politicians, both ones who are running, which was the first one, because anyone can run, no offense to the people who are running, but um, but then like people who are current, uh, at like actual either senators or representatives yep. who are on Gab, because that's different. That Now it's... Um, you know, because that kind of, I don't know if it's it, an endorsement, but it's its more of um and to be honest, a lot of them don't have a choice because they're being censored on Twitter, and their con- a lot of their constituent- constituency is on Gab, so it's a no-brainer. But, like, the more that starts to happen, the more I think people are going to, um, even people who didn't want to join Gab, like, if you're a media, a political media analyst, you have to at least check it if you don't have an account, you know? Right, yeah. So, and if Trump were to ever, I don't know if he will, but if he were to, although word is, I did see um, that he kicked Kushner out of his inner circle, and Kushner was a big uh, block for um, Trump to go to Gab. So, I mean, that would be huge if Trump went to Gab. Um, yeah, I think it'd be big for him. You know, it'd be massive for Gab. <laughs> right. I mean, Gab would blow up overnight. You know, and maybe not in the best way because you'd all of a sudden also just have a, a giant overflow of trolls coming in and stuff the haters yeah but it would really blow it up into like being legitimately talked about in like that top tier social media stuff just his presence right. alone but uh um, one of the things i think it's interesting because i'm i'm a bit like of a nerdy analyst kind of you know that i like that you know analyzing various phenomenon and data um, like with, with, with nerd troll yeah exactly well it's like cause when you talk about like bots and troll farms and like um, they're to, there's a lot of stuff that's fascinating about it but like they're, the programmers there's like one or two that I kind of like I don't know them personally but like I, I follow them on Gab and um, and I was trying to start a conversation of like it would be cool to try to explain because a lot of people who are in that section of the internet, like non-normies, if you will, they're familiar with, like, you know, glow accounts and, you know, Fed posting and, and you know, what it's like when trolls or, or bots are, like... But how, you know, to what extent are they familiar with, like, narrative building um, and whether or not something is, like, AI. Uh, but anyway, they, they're aware of it and the programming side, as far as, like, what they do... For preventative measures, um, I think it would be cool if they're like transparent about like this is what we're seeing. We get a lot of you know we suddenly got a flood from this part of India, which is a bad sign. Or like, um, granted VPN, like the more intense probably operations you VPN. So who knows? But like, you know, we're look for instance in the DMs on Gab, like I was copying and pasting like bullet points, and by the eighth one, it's like spammy behavior detected and I couldn't type and I was like oh that's interesting but, you know like right. those, those kinds of things that whatever they have in place now and then what they would see and maybe like disclose and have like regular talks about almost like um, how the government like uh, supposedly is supposed to like the um, what is that the Department of Defense kind of has like weekly, weekly briefings where there would almost be like a text side of like here's kind of the malicious behavior um whatever, whatever. But then when Trump comes on, then you'd have, like, such a huge sample um, to work with that I think would be 
very informative. Granted, there's a whole swath of the population that will go right over their head when you try to explain to them what it is. <laughs> but more and more people, more and more people are understanding like what it means to Fed Post, what it means to, yeah. Um, and, and the most important reason why I would want this kind of circulating around is because it'll work less and less, uh, and then you actually get a good, or you get the best possible circumstances for a more merit-based. Um, you know, public square and technology to the extent that you can have it. Because people aren't having their consciousness swayed uh, by nonsense and, like, stupid narratives. Because yeah. one thing that annoys me about... Algorithms like, and talking points. That, like, uh, constructive criticism is great feedback. The problem is yeah. being able to parse out, like, genuine... Like, who's a genuine person with a genuine opinion? Uh, like, because it could be a genuine person, but they're just regurgitating, like, nonsense. And you pick that up when you've heard it for the 40th time. It's like, okay, you know, what was that expression? Uh, people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. Where it's like, okay, I've, I've heard <laughs> this same statement 10 million times, like, at this point. With a person who's fighting with an idea. Um, versus a yeah. bot. I, I don't know. I just think it's fascinating. Because, like, to the extent you can actually get to a human individual and get feedback that way, um, I think it's... That that's when the technology starts to get really awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole interesting. Just how much fake nonsense is going on, quote unquote fake, because it's real, but it's not right. a human body doing it. Um, yeah, because if you go through like the various like, because like to say, oh, that's just a bot. I'm sure there's people out there who've been accused of being bots who are like, I'm a real person. You're like, what the heck? And it's like, okay, you're not a you're not a computer, but to what extent are the are you the NPC meme where you're not even right. you, you don't have agency and you're not you're just regurgitating other people's thoughts, right? And you know, and there's a lot of labels people will throw out where it's like you know, like nowadays everyone's a Fed, you know, and like oh, just because if you slightly seem like you change, it's like well, why did they change or well, they compromise like. And there are people who well, that is the case, but then it's like you know, but it, it's. To me, it's cool, like, the more you turn normies into people who kind of get it, <laughs> and, like, they kind of start to see how these things work, the less it will work, and then you can actually have uh, productive things that aren't being completely um, subverted all the time, so. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you, uh, so Andrew Torba wrote, like, an email um, about, I, I haven't really found any facts to prove it, you know, but he's under the assumption that what happened on December 6th, I believe, was uh, basically a, a wide sweeping ban of Christians off of Twitter. Mm -hmm. That was his, I don't know if you saw that email he put out, it was very well written. And that's what happened to me, like I woke up and it was just all of a sudden I was banned. And I was being very tame and very just normal, promoting my stuff, making silly memes, like... Kind of, you know, in the weeks leading up to it, I was kind of like, just, there's no point in getting censored, you know? Like, right. just save your spicy takes or whatever for Telegram and Gab, where you know you're pretty safe, you know? So I wake right. up and all of a sudden I'm banned for quote-unquote abusive behavior, you know, which is just laughable. <laughs> when you're on Twitter and you just get all this abuse thrown at you all the time, and then you're the one that's deleted for that. Right. Um, but, I guess like... Um, I guess what I was going to ask is, it appears as if Christians are being censored off Twitter. Do you think that's the case? 
Or do you think that it's just typical? Like, do you think that there's like a new layer happening right now where they're targeting specific people like Christians? Or do you think like it's just like kind of another round of algorithms taking people out? Well, there's always, even with algorithms, there's always something that big. Somebody has to, you know, a person or a group of people have to say like, yes, let's do this. Um, and I, I do think it's a shame there hasn't been more um, pushback. Granted, because like when there's a financial aspect to it, you can you can start to go after people like the Patreon situation versus like you can't go after Twitter. Like if you're if there were Christian businesses that were picked off, there would be and it was coordinated. There'd be something a little bit more. Um, or it's actually financial money. Like it's actually yeah. yeah. And I don't even think in the current, as things current um, are currently slated or whatever, um, you would even get that far. You, you could take steps, uh, but I don't know how far it would go. But it would be nice if, like, you know, I don't know. But the original question, I don't – it feels to me like the Twitter bannings and the YouTube banning – YouTube bannings might just be pure um, medical, you know – like, that's about as, as clear-cut, finally. It, you know, granted, it's bad, but at least it's like, okay, there's a, a pharmaceutical industry that, that that's losing profit from X thing, and that's what they're cutting off. Like, it, it's no longer, like, a medic yeah. of, like, what did I say? What did I, it's like, no, it's pretty clear-cut. What's going on there? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you disrupt some money somewhere. Right. Well, because the frustrating <laughs> thing, it's like, you could, you could make the, you know, the ideal um, argument against... Uh, censorship if the rules were clear it's it's frustrating when it's not even clear you're like wait a minute but i didn't right. but anyway so uh as far or it's as a mystery thing, or this right, general right. like abuse like okay could you define that for me like and what was the abuse the same quote unquote. versus that person yeah. And like yeah that's stuff <laughs> that kind of drives me i'm a little bit more like two, two equals four so it's like it, you got to make sense with your rules like even if right. i don't agree with them at least it's like you know but right. whatever but yeah. the Twitter thing, yeah. it, it honestly feels like they they already know they've done enough damage to what they are. Um, and this might be indicative of why Dorsey left or might have begun to start to think he's leaving. Where, um, where now the only, like, okay, when you first get kicked off Twitter, it was a big deal because that was, quote unquote, the public square. And it's like the first early people kicked off was like, oh, well, they must have been super bad because, you know, whatever. Yeah, but now like they've kicked off Milo so and people. Alex Jones, right? And it was right. Like a big deal that they got kicked off. Yeah, and because back then, relative to you know, like there are still things going on there, but the brand of what Twitter is, and or more importantly, the sting of quote unquote deplatforming, because before like this thing happened, the the abyss and the unknown of losing access to a social media or multiple is scary because a you haven't been through it and you're like oh my gosh am i like it's everything over because you know all you, you you think that's the only option youtube and twitter because of uh a whether or not there was viable comp competitors but b like your follow count and all that stuff so the sting is like huge but more the more they've done it the less sting there is and it, it's a combination of like the snake is running out of things to eat of itself where it, <laughs> it makes itself feel powerful. I don't know if you remember that movie. Um, what the heck was it called? Is it accepted or something with the, the, the college 
the um, the people who build their own college, the dude from the, the uh, oh yeah, they, they pretend they're going to college, so their parents think right. they're there, but that's really like their own thing. Yeah. But the the other um, one of the things that I thought there's a scene in the movie that kind of stuck with me for a while, which is the college that they were near, where there was this whole front area that they were just going to demolish for the purposes of like this giant, like absurdly um, uh, big entrance. Like it wasn't for more people, it wasn't to better the student life or whatever, whatever. It was just about having something that made them so special and that defining what they said in the movie, the defining characteristic is um, your ability to, um, what's the word, where you, you um, you're limiting access. I can't think of what the word is, but like if everyone gets in, something doesn't have value, but if you're super right. special and you can, you can be like, oh, I can prevent access, then, then that somehow gives you some sense of like value or power. And I think Twitter's already jumped the shark with that and they're trying to stay high in the fumes of kicking people off. And it's to the point now where it's almost like petty and, um, but it, the, the overarching point that I'm getting at is that it doesn't really sting as much because there are now relatively, at least emerging viable competitors uh, where you can survive off of it. And, uh, and it's already like, it, I, I don't know, like just from personal experience, I don't, and maybe because I'm, I'm more of the comedy mindset, but like just the idea that if I have to have an impulse, if I'm on app A, I have something to give it artistically, i.e. comedy, and I feel like, oh, I better put this somewhere else. I think that's like a very bad thing for, like app A is basically dead at that point. Like Zuckerberg used to say in that movie, um, so I assume the real Zuckerberg said this, like when the, when Facebook was down for like, like an hour or something, is like, if, if people leave, you're dead. Um, and I feel like that's what, like Twitter is already terminal. It, it may take 10 years. It may take one year, but like, there's no, there's no writing that shit. So I think people are jumping on like the new CEO and they're trying to get their high of like, you know, so did they target Christians? Probably there's probably nodes of connections. Um, uh, the elephant in the room with all this stuff is always politics. You're about to go into an election year for midterms, so they want to limit people's access. Um, um, I did see what Torba was saying with that, with like the they they do have AI that kind of looks at like the various networks and they try to limit that because it's it's a good sign. Anytime you see some major act uh, action like that where they're trying to cut you off at the pass, it's because like you have other options. Like they're trying to take, for instance, like fundraising. Now there's Give, Send, Go, which is, I guess, uh, a, a viable competitor to PayPal as far as like not to platforming you and all the parallel economy stuff. So to me, it really feels like a combination. Some, some people probably think they're trying to stop the bleeding of the damage that's happened to Twitter, which it's too late. It's already dead. And then some people are just picking the bones of like, you know, having that, elitist experience of like, oh, I was the one who kicked off all the, you know, like it, it you just keep running out of people to ban, you know, and it's like, who are they going to kick off now? You know? And then at what point is Twitter a left-wing echo chamber? Right. Because that's what they complain now with like, oh, 
the right wing is now creating its own set of apps that's a right wing echo chamber. It's like it's because everything else became a left wing echo chamber. Facebook and and uh, Twitter. So and then it, it, is it even worth it at that point? Because the whole point right. of all these things, media included, is to um, control consciousness. So right. if and the battle is always over the normies in the middle. Like the far left, quote unquote. I hate the directions, but like there's a certain swath of the population you're really short of anything like major you're not gonna break them out of their mold and the same thing on the other side it's the people in the middle who if given you know another alternative or exposure to other ideas you could sway them with a better idea so right and i like the the concept that like you put out propaganda for your enemy right like if you are in control of a group and you have an echo chamber, like, why are you exerting energy to convince them of anything? You already have them. So right. the propaganda, you actually need to, like, be having the people you're, you're seeking to demoralize or control or defeat or, you know, whatever the objective of the mission is. Your enemy is the one that, like, you target the propaganda towards. So if everyone leaves right. Twitter and goes to Gab then they're going to have to find a way to get on Gab, you know, because that's the people that they're trying to defeat, you know, or, or control or take over. So and I, honestly, I think that's an interesting concept, too, of like that. And then Slap Weasel in the chat, shout out Slap Weasel, says exclusivity is the word that you were looking for, which is like, yeah, yeah that's that, that, that concept of that, you know. Let me open up. Uh... Things, things get more rare when it's, you know, hard to gain entrance to it, like you're saying. But at some point, yeah, if it's too hard to gain entrance to it and it's only like an exclusive club of like-minded people, like it's going to be cool to go somewhere else. And this is pretty cool. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I yeah. uh, loaded – when I did the live because I, I didn't realize there was a chat. Um, you're on the front page right now because I was going to type in your name. I'm like, oh, there oh, you really? are right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's <pretty cool>. awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I was just rambling. Um yeah, I do feel. I always feel bad. I never. I always try not to stream when the homies are streaming and Vox Day was streaming. So I was kind of sweating a little bit. But it looks like he wrapped up. So that's cool. good. Yeah, was here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then just that. But just that concept of like, so say slowly but surely, they it's a combination of they kick off everyone in the right wing slash they just alienate them enough where people like Paul Gasar or um, Bobert or whatever those quote-unquote controversial based right-wing people the, right. the more that they leave Twitter and they go to somewhere else like they're going to Gab so the more they leave Twitter and they go to Gab eventually like the haters and the people who want to like you know maybe like mock or troll those people by default now they have to sign up on Gab and get on there True. What are they going to do? Just keep supporting AOC? <laughs> no, right. like their nature is rebellion. Their nature is destruction and chaos. And if Twitter just becomes this perfectly groomed chamber of left-wing ideology, you know, they can't really stir up that rebellion, you know? So like they're going to by default go to the alternate platform so that they can like now attack those people. I think that's an interesting, like where does that line happen or when does that, when does the scale tip on that, or the, I don't know the I right phrase, but slightly, I agree with what you're open. in a bigger, like a, a longer timeline. But I actually, I have two thoughts on that. Number one, um, 
the just from a take out bots and AI and all that stuff, and even troll farm operations, like actual individual people who, especially gammas who are conflict avoidant, they feel a lot more encouraged on a platform like Twitter because they're they have numbers. So I think they're a lot more timid to go on a place like Gab because they'd be outnumbered. That's true. Yeah. So that will be a factor that will prevent um, some of the people jumping over. I think the early people who will quote unquote jump over, like there's already a jump over in so far as organizations look at Gab. And I don't think they have accounts, but they definitely, you know, like follow quote unquote follow, not actually count and click follow, but like actually, you know, regularly check on something. Um, but the other thought is when you've zombified people and I, I say zombie, not like brain dead, but in the idea that you turn them into like carnivores of eating each other, when they run out of people, like they, they won't stop. You've already got them all fired up. So they'll just find reasons to fight each other on Twitter and trolling. And there was a really cool video. Um, what the heck was it called? I think it's, this video will make you angry. This is the title of it. It's on YouTube. But one of the studies they did was um, the phenomenon of like online fighting was that the intensity of uh, fighting within your own side is is almost always stronger than fighting the opposing side. Um, and part of that's like purity spiral esque, where it's like you want, and you know, I don't know if it's like you want your side to be stronger, and so you're trying to, but. Um, but I, I see that a lot where it's like once because what, what they the study is is that it's always a fight over like who's fighting the other side harder like, oh, I'm, I'm more of a hero than it's just a weird phenomenon that I actually have seen play out on the right and the left um, yeah but yeah the true. tipping point I will say the tipping point will definitely be and it Trump could be the catalyst for it elephant in the room he should have been a while ago. It's absurd that, you know, it, it's, I mean, there, there's too many things that, like, opportunities he missed that, you know, yeah. whatever, at this point, it's history. But yeah. um, it's either extreme stupidity or, like, clear, obvious signs that he's in on it, quote unquote, or everyone yeah. says that, you know. I, I don't even know. I, I, I go think... back and forth. I'm like, yeah, one day I'm kind of thinking he's just dumb and stupid. And one day I'm like, ah, he's just part of the script. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I definitely think he didn't think, like, I never thought I'd live to see the day, as crazy as social media's got, that they would kick off a sitting president. Right. That, to me, was, yeah. like, jaw drop. Even even in the era we're in now, where it's like, oh, you know, nothing shocks me anymore. It's like, no, like, deplatforming the leader of the free world, cutting off his act. Like, I don't even understand it's not... A federal crime and um, yeah. one of the treason. Because what if there was a national emergency that he did actually have to communicate with us, cutting off access to the, the you know their ability? Because there was a time when it's like oh, the president needs to speak. All the TV channels were like, and eh, we cut away presidents on TV. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So um, emergency broadcast. Q spot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the, I, uh, I mean, I knew it. I like literally was like, well, on January twenty first. He's definitely going to get kicked off of everything. Because, right. you know, for four years, everyone was trying to, like, get him kicked off. And then the whole excuse was like, but he's the president. You can't do that. You know, he's from exactly what you're saying. And I just knew the second that he's not the president, it's he's gone. So it actually blew well, my mind. Like, I was expecting it to come just not three weeks early, you know. 
<laughs> it was mind blowing that that actually happened then. I but I just I assumed it was almost guaranteed to happen. You know, the day after. Well, it, an interesting like objective legalistic whatever, and I, I get it. There's a double standard, and they don't you know laws not apply to evenly, but. They did rule when, when back when Trump was blocking people, it's unconstitutional for the government, a, a government official to block a public citizen or a private, whatever, an American citizen. And I almost wonder if like Trump wanted to troll Biden, he would be allowed on Twitter for the same reason. Uh, but it goes into the access to it. But anyway, to the broader, what we were talking about, uh, I think I think he didn't think it would get to the point where, if he had, the way I look at it is like Trump was always... And he like, uh, he's familiar with me. He, he was in New York. It's one of the biggest media markets ever. Um, yeah. So I, I think he thought he, he could continue to ride what, what he rode before, which was in 2015, you know, if he he brings eyeballs. So CNN will let him on. And, and then eventually he gets so big you can't ignore him. So then you have to let him on. And so the idea that they would just completely cut him off I think if he would have known that, he would have joined Gab. But, uh, but you know, so it's all it's all history at this point. But yeah. the the tipping point will be, and I don't know what the exact number is um, when a, a certain amount of people are actually on. Uh, I don't know what the total user base is now. I don't know if it's two or five million. Um, I don't know what Gab or what uh, Torva put out, but there is a number I'm sure where there's a threshold. Trump could be the catalyst for it. It looks like it's already growing in a certain direction too. So when that is, I don't know. I will say something that's helping accelerate it is more and more public officials on it. That's that's yeah. actually um, under underappreciated because the more that happens, the more there's constituencies on that. Where and it, well, actually, yeah, another big factor is the parallel economy and um, give send go because that'll be political fundraising. So just by yeah. default, there's going to be all sorts of candidates and, and um, political action committees and whatnot that'll at least use it as one spot, if not their main spot. So I think those will all be engines towards growth. But you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch, especially with all the other things going on, yeah. like uh, Odyssey and Rumbles back and forth, and uh, and all the emerging you know streaming platforms like live streaming, just video stream so yeah that was what i was going to ask you is um like just in general are there any legitimate sites or platforms that we can trust and kind of asterisk to that question is like obviously like unauthorized and social.infogalactic like we can trust them right right gab yeah. i'm pretty confident we can trust them and torba like i pretty much i feel like we've seen their true colors by now yeah but, but what about Bitchu and Odyssey and Entropy, you know, these quote unquote based alternative platforms that like so far so good, but like, do you think that's going to last? Do you think it's inevitable that they cave and cuck as well? I, I, the, to me, the trend is going in the other direction. And I, I, as much as I would love to believe it's because people are getting braver, I, which to those who are and stood they deserve to be commended. I think uh, Bitshoot, uh, Torba, and Entropy, at least, those three will always have a special, you know, I don't want to sound all fruity, but they will have a special place in my heart because <laughs> they were the early ones who said, I'm not going to, um, short of anything that's illegal, obviously, not. it's not a free-for-all. 
but they're like, I understand the nature of what deplatforming is, and we will not, um, you know, too bad, so sad. We're going to continue onward. Um, but this is also a good thing, but it, it is, you know, it's not that everyone suddenly got stronger. There are free market forces emerging. And, uh, you know, there was always a demand that was there, and it was just a matter of, I, I think what they were hoping to do was stem it off long enough. Like, my theory is they want to bifurcate the right, not bifurcate, they want to um, atomize the right, various pockets and different, you know, like, they would prefer you to be the big whatever with just left wing, yada, yada, and then Twitter, because at least in competition, altogether the right might be equal or even bigger, but since it's in so many different locations, um, there's just different pockets. I think that was the thought. That's That was at least my, on my radar as worst case scenario, like, okay, I kicked people off YouTube, they all went to DLive. And everyone's like, oh, this is cool, it's, it's a, you know, the technology seemed pretty reliable, you can actually make an income, this is a pretty cool class, and I kicked everyone off. And <laughs> I was like, okay, so, and every time you, you migrate, it's like you obviously lose X amount, um, and then you have to rebuild, and it's like, do you ever rebuild back to, like, take, forget politics for a second, take, um, what was his name? Dr. Disrespect, I don't know if you know who that is, he's a, a Twitch streamer, a gamer. Um, he got kicked off Twitch and he went to YouTube and he, you know, he's crushing on YouTube, but he was saying, and he might just be speaking mon uh, monetarily. I don't know what view viewership was like, but he was saying it's like a quarter of where he was before. And I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's legal ramifications long-term for completely eliminating a person because they could then sue for like lost income and you know, whatever. But I think, trying to do a death by a thousand cuts might have been the game plan and it's like to what extent platforms are just a temporary spot where either that platform like i i don't understand how d live's still around to be honest with you because yeah. if pewdiepie is not here and <laughs> the right-wing people aren't here uh like who who's here no offense to like your, your you know your people yeah. are watching how, da how dare you yeah how dare <laughs> me there's, but, like, there's you know, 20 people here right now on d live how dare you we don't, we don't matter, apparently. Well, it's something to keep it afloat. Well, Vox, like, I mean, Vox does it, and he gets, like, 200 people, you know, because it's kind of his chat room. You know, obviously right. his main, he's streaming primarily on unauthorized, but it's almost like just an excuse to get a chat room. I think that's yeah. kind of it, is, like, I view DLive as just one of six places I stream to. There's right. nothing special about it. Last year it no, no, was because yeah. I was like, "Dope, cool, D Live has our back," you know. Yeah. YouTube censoring us, like D Live's got it, and now it's just fallen into that category of like, I just assume I'm going to be deleted off of it in X amount of time. I'm surprised I wasn't right. <laughs> when everyone else well, was. You know, I'm surprised I've lasted this far. But maybe someone in the chat will know. But like, is there a streamer on D Live who cracks above a thousand viewers live? I think. Maybe Jesse Lee Peterson. Okay. But that, that, that probably not, actually, because he also streams to seven different places and people, you know, watch him in all those different places. But I think yeah. everyone has kind of fallen off to the point where, yeah, I don't know who's probably some booby gamer girl or something that, like, right. I would never be able to name. <laughs> no one even really knows. But, but that, yeah, but, so but yeah, my point it is fell like, off for how... sure how as a platform because it's 
is deliverable in terms of like, okay, it's got an app in the app store. That's a red flag. Um, it's got uh, reliable tech. It almost sounds like I'm talking up to you live, but like these, <laughs> these have become a checklist of like, okay, how, do, how can they afford, like you don't have a, like your major streamer. And it, what it could be is it could be they're just slowly, like it, it served its, its function. So it might be, I just don't see how it's viable long term. Um, given what it's done, so I, I know what they were, what they've said they want to do, but I don't, you know, once you've done that to your main earners, um, and in in the backdrop of a bunch of other emerging technologies, I don't see, um, you know, I don't, I just, I don't see how it's viable. But to your original question, as far as like which platforms to trust, I I can't stress enough. I always remind people um, if they haven't or done the audio book of. Um, Corporate cancer, like that is literally the blueprint of it, of like the pathway of why these companies do what they do and the timeline for them. Because I, I kind of look at all these different pl platforms, unless you are from the onset saying, this is what we are and we are not going to change from that, like Torba has done, like uh, BitChute did. Um, then it's just a sliding scale of like, okay, they start to get outside investors. Are there, do they pull out, you know, like a, a Facebook situation where they, they kind of do a share tricky thing where somebody ends up getting, you know, pushed out of the company and they don't even know. Um, and then, and then you always look for like, is there a change of leadership? Uh, because inevitably, if you have the eyeballs and consciousness, somebody's going to come with a checkbook because they want to sway yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, and so you say, okay, Odyssey has said all the right things, and for all intents and purposes, seems like that they're on the same page. Uh, BitChute, of course, great. Gab, great. Uh, what are the other ones that are out there? Well, Entropy, it's a little different, right? It's entropy, more of a money yeah. thing, but Entropy is kind of in that category, and Trovo yeah. and Trovo's yeah, out. They're yeah. not. They've already shown their. Yeah, and Tro <laughs> Trovo's like yeah. a is like a cheaper version of DLive, so I don't get... Oh, so this is the other thing that I think is interesting. Um, they, with the whole, like, uh, what do they call it? The Great Reset? It seems like there's a, quote-unquote, they would like more people to... It's almost like they want a world of streamers. They want a world of people in the metaverse. Because if yeah. you scroll through like a, a Trovo or even D Live and you see like okay, twenty people watching here, a couple hundred here, blah blah blah, you don't have the big like streamer. So you would think like, what's the motivation? But like, if you get every, that could be the financial incentive that's keeping these things afloat is keep people indoors, keep them online, keep them streaming, um, keep them in this digital world. And this is the you know this is why it's important to have spirituality. Uh, or your 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 life set accordingly, like in the right orientation, um, shaping consciousness and behaviors through crypto. Like this guy does this activity, or this girl does this activity. She gets more crypto, or he gets more crypto if he covers this topic, or if he avoids this topic. And that stuff, I think, is where if they can draw you into this virtual realm and start coasting you with crypto which is already happening and again much love to odyssey but it's like you get crypto for watching okay so it's yeah. modifying my behavior of how long i stay on there yeah um so 
it's 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 interesting i think yeah odyssey is is it is just incentives right get likes get followers you know yeah stream for a long time you know yeah yeah i can see that being a slippery slope and to put a bow on the original question as far as like what do we trust like what makes unauthorized reliable not just the idea that like the literal name means we're aware of the environment we're in (laughs) so like we understand what it means to be authorized and unauthorized but it's also like there will be no um, outside investment where people get to have their uh, their hand in the cookie jar because that's the other thing you look for is like suddenly a, a platform got upgrades and super great like because there was a lot of that like for instance Trump he got a billion dollars from somewhere uh, for his social thing supposedly I don't know I've been kind of peripherally following it um, truth it's called like truth or something right right truth TV like, or truth app or something yeah or something yeah what's funny is before I knew it was Trump I was like making fun of it because the name of it it was like very yeah, graphic so dumb yeah. if you call it true they'll think everything's true it's kind of funny but like is that really what you're going with as your long term plan you know it's kind of right. a funny little troll like a meme but it's like but also really <laughs> right really that's what you're doing <laughs> so it but uh, to me a huge red flag with that not that trump necessarily was always like totally trustworthy and the gold standard for like if he's on if he's making something we can trust it but it's a bigger red flag if there's like major outside money that you don't know where it's coming from because even if he had all the right intentions if somebody um if somebody uh comes in can easily skirt it you know and take over so it's it's uh yeah, no point out for that. And I like the incentive idea. Like Andrew, my Andrew J, my chat is saying, I need ethot cleavage. Right. <laughs> and Slap Weasel <laughs> says show feet. So it's like if I could just figure out like the algorithms, like what makes me the crypto, and then I can just <laughs> sell my soul for <laughs> fake money, funny money on the screen. Um, yeah. What a um. I guess, like, where do you stand on continuing to use these platforms despite them seeking to censor us and kick us off? So uh, that concept of we've talked about it before, but um, you know, the idea of using the beast's resources against itself, right? But where do you draw that line? Like, when do you say, okay, enough? I'm going to focus my energy somewhere else, or when do you like? I guess, what are your thoughts on all of that? So there. Um... The number one rule I would say to anyone is, and this isn't my rule, it's literally straight out of Matthew in the Bible, um, is don't build your house on sand. So your home should never be in an app or a platform. I mean, your home shouldn't be in the online world anyway, but to the extent that you like... (laughs) In the metaverse, yeah. Right, exactly. (laughs) But like to the extent of where you'll feel comfortable and and like um, invest your time and energy into building something should be in a place that's, you know, relatively secure that you trust. Uh, and I love that that image. I don't know if someone actually, I think someone made a meme after Owen said it, but it was like, so you've got the castle walls, and like inside the castle walls, like the inner inner is like Bertaria times. And I, I always use the expression, shoes off at the door, where it's like, we're not bringing all that crap from the outside world. It's like yeah. very chill. And then outside that door, but you're still in the kingdom behind the castle walls is unauthorized and social galactic. 
And then right outside there, there is somewhat of a like gardenous, nice area that's not in the castle walls, but it's like adjacent enough and chill and kind of public square. To me, that's Gap. And then yeah. the further away you get, you know, like in the very far distance, there's like this very cloudy, mountainous, kind of sketchy, and it's like, okay, that's Facebook. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but seriously, that you, what the way I look at their apps is you um, almost, what, you, you're like a scavenger when you go there. Expect, like I, I um, expect to be kicked off anytime you log in, expect to be banned from it. And to the extent that you can have a presence or even, you know, whatever temporary, it's to uh, bring breadcrumbs back to the other good places. And I think that's a that's a good right. strategy going forward with, um, you know, it, it's like have a presence so someone can find you. Uh, I think it's when people who don't want to see you see you that it causes issue. But, like, if someone can kind of stumble and go, and then you kind of let them know, like, hey, I'm probably not going to be here long. <laughs> but you can also find me here, here, and here. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then you, to me, that's that's what the strategy is. Like, you, you shouldn't be shocked you kicked off YouTube. You shouldn't be shocked you kicked off Twitter or Facebook or they censor something or they do whatever. Um, and you, you, would, you shouldn't build your house there. Use it. Get, you know, give people a taste of the gravy. And then, you know, <laughs> gravy soaked, the bread comes back to a place that's a little bit more secure, I think is the best way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, not investing too much in all that other stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely don't invest your um, your emotions in it. No. That, that's what I love about, like, Gary and Terry is, like, that it's making a mockery of the banning system like there is no the thing that existed when you got deplatformed is now a joke where people look forward to like oh what's the next iteration of you know of gary and terry what are their new names and all that so um, yeah what are they up to these days like, oh, there's definitely no emotions tied to that yeah that's that's so beautiful if you want to explain that just real quick like what gary and terry is and has torn turned yeah. into <laughs> yeah. So, what it started out as and what it has become. Well, the original thing was um, the idea of um, of like what – because, again, back to the, what I was talking about earlier about I'm kind of a data geek and I like to test things and see what it is. Like when you know – well, all right, let me say it this way. So allegedly – uh, YouTube's terms of service existed in such a way where are you familiar with Drama Alert and Keemstar? I know Keemstar, yeah. That dra that's a show, Drama Alert. Right. Yeah. So there was there's an interesting loophole he found, which was Keemstar was actually kicked off of YouTube, but he came back under Drama Alert. And YouTube was like, oh crap, we, d we didn't realize we put this in our terms of service. And, you know, and they kind of worked it out with him, which obviously never happened with us, but they were kind of like, ah, oh, you got us. Um, and, uh, <laughs> really? yeah. yeah. And so he was allowed to come back, but under the guise of a different show. So Keenstar as a profile and as a person couldn't have a profile, but if he was hosting another show, he could. So enter Gary and Terry, cause we were like, okay, what would be funny podcasts that they would not want to, you know, you would think would be their thing. Um, you know, that would be their something that would be the protected class for YouTube where they wouldn't want it. And that's where all the different, we have a long list of funny things we're working out during while we were texting the idea, like uh healthier alone. 
uh, that never actually came to fruition. Like, it wasn't just Gary and Terry. There was a long list of really funny ones. Of like, um, I even did one that was in Spanish that translated to, like, Endangered Bears or something, like the, the, the Endangered Bear Foundation or something, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. But, um, but, yeah, so that's what that was. And then Gary and Terry lasted surprisingly a long time. And when it went away, there was like, okay, do we, the plan was healthier alone. Like that was going to be the progression. That's like the different ones, but then healthier alone was gone immediately. And then it was Barry and Larry, I think. And then that just ended up, I think actually it was the bears like having fun with it. Cause I, the, I'll never forget when, um, we were in Idaho, uh, and I was in line at home Depot getting whatever it was we were getting. And then I just like opened Instagram and I saw the ballooning one. And I just died laughing. Like, I, I was, like, almost in tears. I was laughing so hard. And, like, just what other people kept coming up with, like, this is their next adventure. This is what they look like now. This is where they are. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, yeah, let's just keep going with that. And it was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what are they up to these days, though? What's, the, they, uh, what's their latest uh, hobby? I, 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 I think there's an infinite I was actually prepared for there to be um, <laughs> in. so their latest thing is uh, I think it's um, remember the movie 50 First Dates yeah yeah. it's the, the same 50. idea with that with like um, 50 First Burners where they just expect um, uh, it's just a work. repetitive cycle every day Yeah. <laughs> today's gonna be the same Groundhog's Day. You could do... Uh... <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, a lot of what I was doing was Google imaging movies uh, for duo, you know, like buddy cop movies kind of thing. Um, because that was, that's always a funny... I mean, you put Gary and Terry's picture on, like, any two people, it's, it's always funny. Like, Dumb and Dumber. That one made me laugh. It became uh, Burner Burner, so... Yeah, that's hilarious. That whole thing has just been it's such a great... <laughs> <laughs> the last year has been so funny with all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, what is, um, can you explain, speaking of that, can you spe- explain to the people what this last year was like in Bertaria? Like, both um, both for you and just for all, like, everyone? Like, uh, it feels like you could you could put the activities of four years in this one year. Um, <laughs> yeah. It has been quite a year, yeah. Yeah. Well, just, just so much things that, you know, um, like uh, unauthorized is always like having some kind of upgrade where, you know, we've got some progress there. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the build was huge with Ursa Rio. And then the build part two, which was, you know, because the first part was just clearing, clearing the brush and then... Um, you know, pouring the concrete foundations and then building up the cabin and the, the cabinets, the, the cabins. <laughs> and, uh, and then they were filming the dock. Uh, Adam came up a couple times to film all that stuff. And, uh, and then the release of the docks. I think the second one's coming out soon. Um, yeah. What else happened? I mean, uh, building Bertaria.com, right? Building, well, and the Bertaria magazine and, uh, the Bear Trail and, uh, Bartertaria and what's the other one? The map, the Bertaria map. But I will say the one thing that's kind of cool is how many things are um, kind of, uh, is it self-perpetuating? Just the things that are going on their own. Uh, like the bear meetups are huge. 
and people um, trading with each other is huge. Um, the amount of people who have started to grow their own food and, you know, like and the amount of kids that were born and yeah. um, like all that stuff, it, it, you know, on top of all the different tech stuff that we were talking about with all the, the various developments there, um, that has like opened up a lot of um, a lot of potential because there's, there's a lot of upside despite the crazy thing is like it, it it seems like things get are getting crazier and more dystopian but at the same time there's like insane like things have also never been better in a lot of different met metrics so it's like it's really hard to um, you know and I, I'm so used to the things that are going well that I have to I'll occasionally check in with people, and even that's gone. I would say I occasionally check in with people who the sky is falling, because there's so many people, uh, and tour bridges are kind of great too, where the mindset has stopped being about what we don't like and like building an alternative. Like anytime there's something that's taken away tech-wise or access-wise, tour is like, why don't we develop our own? You know, hey, they took away this. All right, let's just make our own version of it. They were, I think they were limiting some Bible app, and Torba was looking to make an extension on Gap for that. And I'm like, that's exactly how you how you win. Like, yeah. being like, and you almost kind of like long term develop an appreciation for, like, you know, would it be ideal if YouTube, you know, being the big company that has and great analytics, and, you know, if they had a super chats and you can make a living, blah blah blah. Yeah, that would be ideal. However, on balance, it's a net good to even be aware that this kind of thing is possible. Live streaming, super chats. You know, building communities, uh, live chats, and all the different things, and then it kind of gets you to think of like, okay, well, if I'm building my own, we can we can do what they did, but also do it better. Like with Entropy, has got the um, that real time feedback kind of thing with the uh, what do they call it, the pulse thing, and then you've got pin chats, um, and even how I moderate the chat through Telegram, where it's you know, I, I would think if you were to survey a lot of um, fans of various channels, one thing that they would complain about, and a lot of streamers might feel a little bad about, is missing super chats. Because they get so many, it scrolls by, they lose it, it's hard to find, and it interrupts the flow of the show. Whereas, like, if you can have someone who runs Shotgun, who just kind of, like, can bring back if you miss one, or is, like, kind of aware of that, it makes for a better better experience for everyone overall. Um, and that wouldn't have been possible. We wouldn't have even looked into that kind of stuff if not for knowing it was possible for the places that take this off. So... You know, it's, it, you end up having a, a positive spin on it, positive look on it. Yeah. Can't stop the crush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cameraman Bear says, Year of the Bear. Year of the Bear. <laughs> Zezzy says, The past two years have been incredible. Uh, yeah. No one is having more fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy to think of, um, even just like looking back at. So Bears, I guess, officially, at least was called the Unbearables in November 2017. I don't remember. It might have been October or November. But, like, just so many different things and so many, you know, it's, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. God, <laughs> you're such a legend. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I, I, you know, I obviously appreciate, you know, like, all the kind words that people send and you know, thanking me, but I, I do want to point out this isn't like a you know a deflecting thing because I know that can kind of be um, you know cringy, but I, I sincerely mean that there's so many different people doing so many awesome things uh, that it's it's it makes the whole thing like run. So like all the people who came out to help build, 
um, you know, the first iteration and the second iteration. Uh, the people doing the app, those people are awesome. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, it's awesome all the way around. <laughs> it really is. Like, and that phrase, the internet became real life, is so powerful because it's so yeah. real and it's like amazing what's happened. Not just like with Owen and with, you know, Ursa, Ursa Rio or whatever, but like everyone, like everyone's bear meetups, everyone's connections, you know, one yeah. of my, one of my good, one of my best friends here in town is a bear I would have never found without this community, you know, nice. so just even little subtle little connections like that, you know, um, to the big ones, to the grand ones, to the, <laughs> to the going to Idaho to build, you know. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, uh, with your experience building cabins, can you uh, come help me build my own off-grid cabin next year? <laughs> with I, all I'm your skills. Well, I didn't. I didn't do anything of the. Uh, I just helped dig it, uh, the digging and a little bit of the clearing, and I and like putting the rope up on Mount Crossmore, which I don't know if it's still there, but it was just something that helped. Like once you went up, and then you could use it to help yourself climb because it was a little steep. But uh, but I'm. You know, I'm down. I'm definitely down to help out. Because um, <laughs> that was the one thing, the one takeaway was like, after experiencing that, like, you want to, you just want to build more stuff. <laughs> when I came home, I'm like, ah, you know, I want to yeah. start digging. I don't know what I'm digging, but I just want to start digging. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to fill up those dirt buckets with something, you know? You got to. <laughs> these dirt buckets ain't going to fill themselves. Uh... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, uh, some people that won't be named wanted me to ask you, just how much casino debt are you in? Well, I don't know. I think you saw the, the joke that I've been using with it, with, with, which is the only thing I gamble now is if I'm changing the diaper too soon. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. I do have a losing streak on A and B in yeah. the real gamble. But, streak, uh, streak is the key word there, yeah. Yes, good pun. Good pun. I didn't even think of that. Um, but, Come on, uh, you're a dad now. You got to get the dad I joke. Know. You got to <laughs> you got to step your game up here, God. I feel I will give myself the excuse that I'm not getting as much sleep, so I'm not quite as quick. But there's coffee, so I don't really have yeah. an excuse. Yeah. But um, yeah. but uh, I'm not, I've actually only gambled once. The funny story is that I I I think right after I turned 18, I was visiting uh, family up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, and there was some casino, and I went in. Played some machine at one seventy bucks and I walked out. And I've, I've never done anything ever yeah. since. I, I just I I do find the mathematics behind card counting appealing, but uh, yeah. they're not fancy if you actually do it. So I wouldn't even <laughs> to try that. Yeah. But um, yeah. The so sorry if anyone loves the theme, but I, I actually don't. <laughs> I don't go this ever. <laughs> Man, I was gonna ask you, red or black? Like, do you have a <laughs> Green. Isn't green the super rare one? Yeah, but that but then you're just guaranteed to lose. That's true. Well that's me, so <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> that's why the that's why the debt's so high, yeah. Well yeah. how how is fatherhood so far? It is amazing. I highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, yeah. There there are a lot of things that you you know, you, you always you can um like uh, theorize or kind of like conceptualize, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things in life that like not until you actually do it, um, where you're like, oh wow, this is it, because um, the you know, if you can think about what it would be like, but once you have it, you're like, wow, this is this is pretty awesome. 
Um, yeah. And I, I highly recommend it to anyone who's maybe waiting. Don't wait. <laughs> yeah we need to be fruitful and multiply and we need to repopulate this place with uh good christian babies with good christian parents yeah <laughs> i keep well, telling my friends uh one of my good friends here in town just had a baby and i'm like all right awesome dude congrats but we need you we need you and your wife to get busy get about eight nine ten more of these out oh. you know <laughs> Cause you're such a good man, like you're such a good Christian man, you know. I'm like, we need you <laughs> to be raising like eight, nine, ten of yous. You know, we need more yeah. of yous out there in the world. You know, how do we get more yous? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the bears are just every time you open up the Bear Times app, it's just babies, <laughs> yeah, or healthy looking children. You know, homeschooled children, and it's just a good sign. That, that that encourages me. I look out into my world, like my peers and my family, and it's like no babies or just, oh. you know, psychopathically raised children with like screens in their face from the age of three. Right. Um, but when you turn on, you know, Bear Target Time Tap, it's just like, whoo, okay. <laughs> I, I know it's out there. <laughs> I can be assured that good people are, are having and raising good, healthy children out there. You know, it might not just be down the street for me well that's the thing with like you know you look in one place it's dystopian and the other it's like very bright it's like how many people are being the amount of people um connecting to god or reconnecting to god um starting families and then homeschooling i think that's like so huge and in the way that you know like the uh, communities are connecting i think that's obviously important too with um you know interconnecting and relying on each other and the bear meetups and the friendships and all that um it's very because I, I can understand how somebody's like, oh my gosh, how, you know, like things are crazy. It's like, ah, it really depends on where you look, you know. Because yeah. even the tech, you know, like Owen's principle that it's there's no such thing as a bad object. It's, it's the utilization of it. And, and I think because I used to kind of have the mindset of like, you know, I didn't have to go full Amish as it were, but like, you know, <laughs> how how connected? To, and I know this is crazy coming from me, like how connected the tech should we be given how much of this I do, but like. In my mind, was like, you can't, I know for a fact your life can't be 100% this in the digital world. Like, you have to have some kind of connection. Go outside, get some sunlight, you know, go to the beach, all that stuff. But I, I think there might be a really cool way, like, the, the quote-unquote future um, is ha using using these tools the way that we do to feed into the outside world. I think if there's this bad feedback loop where it just perpetuates your ability to be online that's really bad but like if you have you know like we're doing with like the you meet people in the chats and then or you, you know or you you watch stream, like podcasts that it, the, there's so much good information that's out there um you know and let alone like youtube and, and you know you're youtube certified on anything like how do i blah blah blah, blah and then 10 minutes later you know how to do it so yeah. that's awesome but that you're taking it and you're applying it um in the real world i think is is a cool balance that's the way that it ideally would be utilized so yeah that's kind of the joke i have is like you know i listen to so many like podcasts and live streams and stuff about homesteading like i know how to build fences and chicken coops have i built one no right. <laughs> but you know that's like it's like okay yeah you can like knock me for like and this is just me, but just that bigger idea of like, you can learn all about 
what's going on in reality, but at some point you have to exist in reality. Right. But if you are learning about reality, now when you decide to go there, you actually do know what to do. You're right. not just lost. Like you're not just living in reality where you're like 100% trial and error. It's like, you know, I know enough Wrangler Star. I've watched enough Wrangler Star videos about like uh, wood stoves. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Where like I know not I know I now know how to do like what to do what what to do what not to do, you know where to put it where not to put it you know etc. Whereas like when I go out and get a wood stove I'm not going to make all the mistakes that like other people who haven't spent that time are going to <laughs> if that right. makes sense. But well, then there's a of... there's a line where it's like are you only existing in this like I have knowledge and I see what's going on, but at some right. point you do have to like cross that line into doing. You can't right. just be thinking and learning. You have to actually be doing as well at some point. Um, well, also, it's arguably pointless to do all that learning without applying it. Like, what's right? Yeah, um, exactly. It's like yeah. going to, to wood school or wood shop school for like two years and then you never build anything. It's like, well, so you're just doing it for giggles. Like, I don't. What was that all about? But um, right, yeah. The <laughs> Wrangler Star. Um, just Wrangler to waste Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see his comparison? Uh, the um, the generators, the electric one versus the gas one. No, dude, that electric one, like, the, the well, he also did a follow up one recently. I was watching that follow up yesterday. Um, I didn't realize solar panels, like unfoldable one, watch it on unauthorized. It's crazy. Yep. Um, like the amount of things that you can charge, and like it, it actually pulls a decent charge. And he he did it on like an overcast day wasn't super bright he's in the pacific northwest um and i was just like wow because my thinking was gas generator it's reliable blah blah blah. i grew up with that i mean in florida it's yeah. hurricane season you, you you need the generator but um and he had a valid point which is like if we're talking about a, like a major grid down situation you don't want to announce that you have energy with a loud sounding uh gas fired um, <laughs> yeah it's a good so, point <laughs> yeah so a quiet, a quiet generator is a good idea but um but man, I did the the, the uh, progress in that technology, the, like the lithium battery that it has, and the amount of things you can run on it. I was like, whoa! Granted, it's probably I didn't price it. It's probably like, you know, proportional to the price it is. But that it can be pulled off like it is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Here we go. Armenian werewolf charging my phone with a uh, reserve polar solar power. Off-grid, yeah, off-grid house. And that's so, like, think about the amount of people, like, off-grid. And you don't even have to be, like, 100% with, like, like Rangar Star was doing in his videos. Like, every once in a while, it's a good idea to just practice it. Go to your break yeah. and cut the power. See see what it feels like for a couple hours. And, like, am I prepared? Do we use candles versus, you know, do I have flashlights? Um, and then every so often, if you have a place that's kind of off-grid-ish, that's got minimal power to go hang out in, it helps you reconnect and disconnect from, you know, the level of reliance we have on technology. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing. Well, no, I, I literally had that moment because the last month I've been like, yeah, I should make, I need to really start making like a bug out bag and just really kind of making yeah. preparations for what if, because it's kind of another thing. Like I always talk about doing it. I learn about what to do um, and I never just have done it. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, I really need to get around to it. I'll, in January, you know, after the new year, you know, I'll set some arbitrary thing. Like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to go buy everything and let's make a list and prep everything out now. 
And then last, like literally like two days ago, there was those tornadoes in Kentucky and we had pretty bad windstorms here in, in Nashville. So my power was out. So now it's like, I'm literally sitting here like in the cold with no light, like, oh crap. but it's a good learning experience as well because now it's like okay now i need you know the headlamp thing priority you know i'm gonna need that like i did have some candles it really wasn't the end of the world you know half the town has had power so it's like i could go drive to the grocery store you know 20 minutes away it wasn't like oh my gosh this is it and i'm not prepared but it really was like uh yeah i need to stop talking and start doing that right (laughs) and when you when you're thrown into the fire, now you know, like, I, these things are priorities. I should really invest in these now and first and not keep putting it off and act like that's not important, you know? Right. So it's kind of a good experience this past weekend <laughs> for me. Well, the other thing I think is helpful, um, and we'll rely, not rely, but lean on people with info, because that was actually, um, there was a project that I was working on recently that Excavator Bear has actually been helping with. Uh, through text um, and just, you know, like being able to talk to an expert because it is overwhelming taking that first step. Um, and obviously the easiest is when you're around other people, you know, you, you go up and then someone kind of leaves and you figure it out. But like being able to do that uh, and then the more of those people who are around you, the 10 people within 10 miles rule, um, good too. Because like say you were completely unprepared, but at least one or two of your friends were, during that situation, you'd be like, oh, hey guys, you know, whatever. And then it becomes a learning thing. And then you've got a skill maybe that they didn't have, or at minimum, just having another human, you know, in, in that kind of grip down situation, seeing another human, your eyes light up, you're like, oh, good. <laughs> somebody can help me lift something or somebody can help me, you know, do whatever. So I was going to say that as far as the, um, the uh, unplugging part, one nice thing about our Cerrito is that cell phone signal doesn't work up there. Um, yeah, and that was really nice. To, yeah. Yeah, and, there, and I brought I brought my booster just to see if I can get anything. You actually can't get anything, um, but uh, but that's good. It's sort of like you know you get in the into a completely because uh, some people are like yeah I'm disconnected. It's like are you really? And you're in right, you know, yeah. you're in distance of Wi-Fi. You can you just you're just in airplane or airplane mode right now. You're not really disconnected. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that's a good thing to get used to pretty regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I learned that. <laughs> this weekend I learned that. Um I wanted to ask you your take on some stuff uh that you know Owen has talked about, the Bears have talked about. I just want to kinda of get your get your take here. <laughs> Let's hear what Cod has to say about these uh topics over the last year. Um Cod's take. <laughs> yeah, the Cod the Cod take. Are pandas real? Uh uh do- I mean, I don't want to sound like Peterson Clinton. Uh, like, depends on what your definition of. But <laughs> the, uh, is there a creature that's being called a panda? Yes. What is the backstory on it? Extraordinarily shaky. I don't. I do agree <laughs> that they don't exist in the wild because they don't currently. But that, I don't know that they ever did. Um, I think the biggest sleuthing red flag is, well, you could play devil's advocate and say because it's an endangered species that it's such a whatever whatever um like you can, the, the idea of like if you accidentally kill a panda or whatever it's like a huge fine or something i think it might be a jail time but um a couple red flags popped up out of nowhere in history it's not in any like cave drawing or any ancient whatever so that's red flag number one yeah uh red flag number two is 
its inability, like every part of it seems like it doesn't want to stick around. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's breeding issues. <laughs> it's it's just being stupid in general. It's 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 um it's nutritional habits, whatever. Um, so I, I think I would think, but I'm not super. You know, it, my heart's not broken if I'm wrong. But it, it seems like maybe something was crossbred for some reason, and it ended up being some kind of sacred animal. Uh, and that's there's something to it. There's definitely something to it. Is that if, if pandas were just in the wild, they'd be gone. There's those things. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, is Keanu Reeves a lesbian? You know, the the more we look into this, the more I I don't know about lesbian, but the trans thing starts being more yeah. and more. Because uh, the the red flag with that is anytime you're building up, and, and maybe it is, you know, believers or Christians or whatever you want to call it, the first group of people to notice something like that because you're not supposed to idol worship. But like, if you go on meme websites or whatever, like there used to be this meme of like. Um, I forget what it was called, but it was basically like uh, almost like a boardroom meeting of the most liked people in the world, and it was always like one or two people. Well, Tom Hanks, funny enough, used to be considered in that, but he's now used, the one. Used guy. to, yeah. <laughs> right. But like Keanu Reeves was always like, you know, like just worshipped, and that's a huge red flag of like, okay, clearly some something is like churning and, you know, uh, putting a lot of energy into the, you know, the spell is because it's trying to harness people's attachment to it to sell something. And yeah. definitely after seeing that clip today, because I always kind of seemed like he was a bit of aloof, but that whole like VR porn thing was very disturbing how into it he was and how not into it uh, the, the character, the woman who plays Trinity. Yeah, yeah. That was like, <laughs> it was just very disturbing. And it, it might be that I got off the crazy train so long ago that like, the continual uh, um, degeneration, degenerative whatever acceptance is to this point now, but like, I don't know. I was just kind of like, that was not nice guy Keanu. That was creepy guy Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> See out of my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my girlfriend about it. She doesn't buy a lot of the theories that I have. Just uh, <laughs> she's, she's she's still working on some of the truths of reality and you know it breaking into her. Um, I guess I don't, I don't know the right phrase to use, but she's coming to grips with some, some hard truths. Let's say that. Yeah. Slowly well, but surely. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> true that there are branded identities where it's like we're going to put, like, for instance, Beyonce. There's no human being that actually exists as Beyonce. She's got some other legal name and, you know, she whatever, whatever. And when you sign certain contracts, they own that quote unquote image. Now, the argument could be where, you know, the normies, I'm not calling your girlfriend normie, but like in general where people are like, okay, where does the line end between the person who is fulfilling the legal obligations of quote-unquote Beyonce, like when she performs or when she does interviews versus like the, the corporate ownership? Because where things get super interesting and we're pretty much on that part is now they're looking at bringing back holograms of former um, performers and they're... Uh, what about like what Keanu was talking about? Like, do you have a right to your digital image if they want to sell you sexually um, right, in a virtual yeah. world? It's not actually you, but like, like for instance, if if the Matrix wanted to go crazy full porn and you could download quote unquote skins, I hate to call it that, but that's what video games call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a right if you signed away the image of the character that you portrayed? And where does that trade off? And that we're getting a real 
uneasy, disturbing territory with that kind of stuff. Um, and the point I'm making is that there are there are uh, brands that are de definitively owned and almost certainly created from scratch, where they're like, we're going to create this character, um, and we're gonna they're gonna you know we're gonna have this they're gonna somehow blow up you know suddenly everyone's talking about this one person because something happened and then they have this backstory and you know and they try to make I will say it's getting easier and easier to see um, it's not actually grassroots it's astroturf but and to that extent I think that's definitely something that might be the the uh, gateway for your girlfriend to kind of get on board the concept <laughs> we'll see she just said pandas are real in the chat so clearly right. i have some work to do you know <laughs> yeah, i was just kind of talking about that concept of like when you know like like last night so I was, the two examples i was using were like matrix right they're like oh matrix is the greatest movie ever this action movie and they get all these like young men to really like this movie like oh it's so true well, it turns out that the people who made it are now trans, and they're saying that the whole thing is a trans allegory. Right. Congratulations. You guys now, by default, support trans, right? Right. And then the, the other one was the Fight Club thing. I mean, how many, like, masculine macho dudes are like, dude, Fight Club, Fight Club, yeah, dude, Fight Clubs look awesome. I want to be just like Tyler Durden. Well, it turns out it's a gay allegory. Right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So now well, by you know, default, you're gay or you have to support being gay, you know, it's well, like they, they, they kind of manipulate to, like, you to like join these clubs and then it's like they pull the rug out from under you and it's like, now what are you going to do? Right. You know, and I well, think that's, the, that's, Ke that's Keanu is like, he's such a great man. He's such a good guy. He's the ideal man. Every man should be like him. And then, oops, he's a woman. Right. Well, that's <laughs> you know? off to, to this, that's usually where Owen will like his uh, sleuthing will kick in. He's like, wait a minute. Why is this person being... Because you can pick up on that. Oh, this is what masculinity is. This is what... It's like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get people hooked in and then you're going to do a, a bait and switch. Um, what I was going to say is you don't... Some of those things are long-term planned and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to change it or they'll try to change it um, later. But I was watching um, uh, Chuck Dixon's thing on Robin Hood and... Uh, like there, because if you're a fan, I suppose you can be. I'm not saying you shouldn't be affected or like upset that they're changing, you know, the character aspects to him. But um, but he does exist. It's a concept, Robin Hood. So it's like whoever owns it can make him do whatever they want him to. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. not justifying. I'm just saying the fact of it. So it's not even a human. It's not even like the brand of Keanu, which is actually like a physical person that you can associate it with. It's it's a cartoon character. Um, and you don't even have, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, because the, I, I recommend people watch Chuck Dixon, Dixon's video on it, um, because he, I didn't realize was that there's actually been people throughout the history of that comic who have been making the complaint that the character is for subversive nature, and they were showing examples of, like, how there was being, like, oh, if you look in this scene, it's like, if you look at it that way, I suppose, but if you're innocent and you, you're like, no, you're, you know, Come on, man. What are they? Come on, old man. You're being a little too, you know, whatever that whole stick is where, you know, people are seeing stuff that's not there, but it probably was there. But even if it wasn't, they can change it now. So you shouldn't be that attached to certain characters because it's clear that's what they're doing across the board. They're, yeah. they're Lord um, of the Rings and 
right. Ghostbusters and yeah. Ghostbusters they ruined and they're just taking all these brands that a lot of people own and like it or not they they have right. they paid the money they bought it and they can they're destroying it and the thing is people's attachment to it and you can argue on a spiritual level you're the one in the wrong because you shouldn't idol worship it's like yeah it kind right. of bums you out yes you attach yeah. your childhood to certain things yeah, that kind of sucks. But first of all, it doesn't exist, so go make your own Ghostbusters. Like, you could still play pretend <laughs> the one that you remember, so they don't actually have power over a thing that doesn't exist. But, um, but yeah, I think a, there's a lot of cashing in now of, um, now, was it intended from the beginning? I don't know, but unquestionably, they're, they're just changing all these different... And the interesting thing is, a lot of people, your default would think, okay, it stops at entertainment because that's just entertainment. But it's like, does it really? Are there historical figures who never really existed right. or who have been changed? And are there historical, you know, events or are there um, all these different narratives that we're aware of that were painted as such? Because um, it really starts to blur the line. It's like now it starts a different agenda. So let's let's look at it through this light. So I don't know. And that's an interesting concept of like Caesar. Right. So when I say the word Caesar, who do you think of? The emperor. I mean, but which one, right? Right. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting concept. Like when you start talking about that, or like czar, or you know, whatever. It's like the, you give these people titles, but it's like they could be a, a whole range of different people. I don't right. know, I don't know how to explain that well, but like, well, it's like the, um, you can interchange it. Like like you're saying with Beyonce, like or Joe Biden, right? There's all those theories about Joe Biden is a robot, or it's a different person, or it's a guy in a mask. I've kind of seen all those different theories or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but Joe Biden is still Joe Biden. Yeah, it right. might be a clone. It might be a guy in a mask. It might be <laughs> whatever, you know, a little conspiracy theory you want to insert there. But it's still Joe Biden, who is the right. president, you know, at the end of the day. So that's kind of interesting who you can, like, plug and play in different roles and characters or how many different people can take Caesar and yeah, you probably think of like Augustus or Gaius, you know, but right. Nero, you know, there's like other people that also were Caesar, quote unquote, you right. know, that you can attribute that to. So that's just interesting, yeah, concept of what's the um from Princess Bride, the uh, the from Princess Bride, the guy, the, whatever is what you're talking about, but it's it's more blatant where it's like I I am the Dread Pirate Roberts or something. Um, yeah, and it's like, is, yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's more of a legend, and people assume that. I mean, it, it's the same thing with comic book characters, because you've got which iteration of Spider-Man, which iteration of, I guess there's more than one Robin. It's funny, interesting thing I brought that up, where it's the same kind of idea. Um, and, you know, it, it's definitely something that goes on, where you build up a brand, and it's what it means to different people. Uh, and then you try to harness and direct people based on, you know, because like even Joe Biden, you got, I don't, I don't know how many Joe Biden fans there are, but there's certainly people who dislike him. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can harness that energy of, like, the hatred towards him because of that brand that was built, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Biden, uh, are you on the DeSantis 2024 train or what? No. <laughs> no? You're well, Florida like boy, him. though. You have to like no, him by no, no. default, right? If I were still political, uh, I, I found yeah. it very entertaining and funny, but I don't. <laughs> National politics is not my... Honestly, beyond sheriff, 
I find it really hard <laughs> yeah. to really consider yeah. anything um, like that worthwhile. Uh, it, it relative to like, uh, there's so many more important things to do. You know, I'd rather spend my time and energy building than worrying about. Um, because we see, like, one thing that used to frustrate me about the quote-unquote political process can kind of be a saving grace if there's things that are happening, quote-unquote, that you don't agree with, is that how slow, meticulous, and, like, things make their way through the legal system, and you don't act like um, Chicken Little, like, oh, my gosh, they announced that they're going to do it. It's like, oh, we'll wait and see, because there's going to be some circuit court that's on the other side of the political spectrum that's going to, you know, put a, uh, what are those called, an injunction on it. And then the courts are going to argue about it. And then it's like, even once there's a ruling, it's like when cities started doing sanctuary cities, like that's federal law. And yet they're not, you know, it's like it's and it, um, in Vegas. Prostitution is illegal, but they don't enforce it. That's how it's quote unquote decriminalized. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't, I don't read in that much to uh, the aspects of um, political. I just think it's such an energy suck. That, uh, and I was actually talking about this with Owen. Um, it might even be worth a full stream on, but it kind of dawned on me. I was watching um, Michael Jones. Who was he talking to? Uh, I think it was on the kill stream. It was like an old episode. I was watching that big shoot. And they asked him about his views on the Second Amendment. And uh, and I, I like, it, he was, it, it almost kind of sounded like he was against it. I'm not, you know, I love you, Michael Jones, so I'm not saying anything bad, but I was just like, the fact that he, his view on it was so different than mine didn't at all impact how I looked at him. And it, it dawned on me that um, this whole, like, well, I don't agree with everything someone says. And, like, anytime someone steps out of line, that came to me through politics because everything became political. So if somebody was a public figure, it, whether they're an entertainer, it didn't matter. Any kind of endorsement, like... Politicians have platforms. They have little bullet points. You go to their website, you see what they're about, blah, blah, blah. So if you endorse them, you kind of endorse uh, what they're for, right? Pretty straightforward in politics. The problem with politics permeated into everything else was that, like, that happened to everybody. So the idea that you couldn't yeah. find an entertainer for the art that they do but disagree with their politics, that all started to go away, especially in, in with the, um, I hate to use the phrase, East left, I think that's cringe, but uh, whatever you call this, you know, online world, uh, politics kind of ruined that with the aspect of you have to agree with every little place. Like you don't, you just, there's certain things that, you know, and people use, and it's getting better, you know, it's not as bad as it used to be, but, um, but that kind of dawned on me that it, it, you know, it didn't used to be like that where you could, and it was the same thing with people in your life, you know, it's like yeah. friends from various blocks and it didn't, it just didn't permeate as much as it does. It seems to do now. And I'm trying to detach more from that where I, I so over politics in general, that beyond just the comedy that you pull from it, um, I, it, it doesn't, it's not something I'm like, Oh, you know, like my emotions aren't excited when something goes with, with one exception. If, if Roe gets overturned, I will absolutely like, <laughs> that will be an amazing moment. If, if <laughs> um, yeah. but cause that, you know, again, that'll happen, but then it'll go to the States and States are still going to do it. So it's not like it's all going to disappear, but at least, at least it'll, it'll stop happening 
to some extent. That that would just be a big yeah. moment. I think that that might draw me in a little bit for the for the enjoyment of it. But beyond that, you know, I don't. I don't know if that answers the. <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> no, I like it, and some, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. The um, I, I, I don't like the idea, but I've noticed that this is happening. <laughs> That's not an idea I like. Actually, it's kind of the opposite. But it seems like in the past it was like, oh, crazy Uncle Jeff and his you know Republican conservative views. You know, oh, we know we know. Oh, just don't get him talking about politics this Thanksgiving. And it was kind of like laughed off and then like you still like went to thanksgiving and ate with him you know asked right. how his job was doing you kind of didn't talk about the politics but it was fine and everyone went home or it's like oh my my radical college educated daughter you know oh, she's don't just don't mention her blue hair you know right. she still would like come and she'd be on her phone and emotional or whatever <laughs> and sulk her way through the family event you know but then like you hug each other and say goodbye, and then that's it, you know? Now it's like, you're not allowed. You cannot come to Thanksgiving. We don't want right. you here. Like, or it's you're become, lucky they're even telling you. And that's like families. You know, it's like, it's crossed the point where it's like, okay, like, teachers, coaches, what like, bigger groups, bigger communal groups, I can understand that kind of, to an extent. Like, yeah, we don't want you here in our school because of your views, but like families, it's crossed this line where like just because we disagree with you on some stuff, like I don't want you in my house anymore to like break bread with. Even right. though we agree on 80%, 90, 95% of everything else and your blood, you know, and it's like we can look past some of this stuff if we just don't bring the bring that topic up. It still right. has become such a polarizing, hostile environment in our society where I think that's, like I said, it's not something I like. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I started it. It's the opposite. It's like, I wish people would just kind of put that aside and be like, yeah, let's just not talk about faith and let's have a good meal. And if you want to talk about it, we can. If not, you know, we'll just laugh and break bread and go home, you know? Right. Well, the other thing is like, um, and again, I, I credit this a lot to um, switching the mindset of not being defined or upset by that, which I don't like, but building what I do. And um, in a lot of, and granted, there were growing pains in our community, but like the, the, for the most part, the community has gotten to a place where people are more, by the community, I mean the Bears, are more, um, what do we have in common? And there's enough of what we have in common. It's kind of silly to fight. Like there will, there might be disagreements on certain areas, but there's enough good and we like each other. It's basically the inverse of what you're talking about. Like we're getting back. We're so sick of that that we're like, okay, you know, because it, it's sort of like um, uh, one major thing that I noticed was when um, Owen was trying to make the distinction between like here's all these conservative, quote unquote conservative, whatever you want to call it, Christian people who will like listen to Ben Shapiro despite the horrific stuff he said on Rogan's podcast or are completely oblivious to the Talmud versus, you know, um, what a lot of people who truly believe in the faith of Islam um, and people just because they're so binary thinking, oh, this must mean Owen's the secret Muslim. It's like, if you listen <laughs> to what he's saying and if you actually talk to like a very faithful Muslim, uh, not the caricature on television, but like one who is very committed to their faith, um, there's a certain vibration where they have a 
create uh, uh, an appreciation and a reverence for the creator of all things. And then, and it's like, I don't have to get bogged down. And now, granted, I'm talking about Islam versus Christianity, and if you can easily bridge that gap, which I don't see why you couldn't, because, you know, both love God, you know. But, like, there's fights even, like, Orthodox versus Catholic or, or versus Protestant. And it's just like, okay, can, we all agree Jesus is awesome, right? Can we start there? <laughs> Pretty much everyone agrees that. Yeah. It's like, cool. Yeah. Then you could sit down, people from the same church, and if they if they talk long enough, you might find some. You're almost certainly going to find some. If they talk long enough. Um, where there's something they disagree on. And it's like, okay. And I'm not saying that, you know, you just give it be and like, oh, truth is relative and this is my truth. No, no, there is one truth. And, you know, but it's, it's, You've got the right foundations, and people are heading in the right direction. You can you can build, uh, and I'm not being kumbaya. We're all you know. There's there's definite like lines, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do like box, you know, the throwaway joke. But it's it's true. It's like, do you eat babies? No. Okay. Like let's uh, let's start there. Okay? Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I know that seems like a after low that we can start. Right. But it's just yeah. like, are you not evil? Are you not wicked? Okay, cool. Can you pick up a shovel and help right. me? Cool. Like, right. And and it doesn't have. And I again, I think politics ruined a lot of that, where it just became like, you know, it, it just became so absurd. And and on the flip side of it is like, okay, there's enough good that we see in each other. Um, that we don't have to force, you know, the, the idea that you're going to be a carbon copy of me, especially considering, like, if you're a growing, evolving person, you're learning new things. So there's no way, like, you today is different than you six months ago and you yeah. a year from then. So, like, you could be wrong on something very important today and you get somebody that has to be lockstep. And you're like, oh, I'm just kidding, my bad. And it's just like, I don't know. But you're, you're trying. You're trying to get better. You're, you're, you're uh, breaking bread with people who are wanting the, the good, the true, and the beautiful, and you're and you're moving forward together. I think yeah. that to me is where my mindset is, and, and you know I don't really see how politics can further that, but it doesn't necessarily have to harm it. It's it's just to me it's a sideshow. You're sort of like you know it, it. I don't get super pumped up about it one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, the thing I notice because like like. Let's rewind five years, you know, 2015 to 2017. My brother and I would get into all these, like, really heated arguments, like, public and private. Because I was, like, super, like, libertarian anarchist. And he was, like, very, like, Bernie Sanders liberal. You know, like, right. socialist, radical. And we'd get in these, like, just insane political fights. And it was, like, it would get personal. And it was just so unnecessary. And it would get heated or whatever. And at the end of it, like... I would come away respecting him, even though looking back, it's kind of funny because I think we were both wrong. Right. <laughs> it's like looking back, it's like I was so wrong, but he's also like so wrong too. But at the end of the day, like we both cared, right? Right. So we were both wrong. I mean, it's just so clearly like looking back at the little debates we're having or whatever. But it's like the reason we were fighting to begin with and arguing and debating and it was like escalating was because we cared. Right. You know, it's like it'd be so much worse if one of us was just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. Life is meaningless. Right. You know, ah, whatever. I'll just agree with you. <laughs> it's right. like or even those even in that difference and headbutting, it was like, you know, even though we're wrong, like we want the world to be a better place and we're trying right. to make that happen in one way or another, you know. Even though we're wrong, yeah. even though that attempt is foolish and all that stuff. 
And that's kind of where I am too. Like I look at like AOC, same thing. Like I'm like, I mean, and then, you know, there's kind of a separate argument as like, are they all just puppets and reading scripts? Right. But let's say she's I mean, well, real she is, she is and right. I, okay. I disagree with her. And I think she's like misguided and, you know, quote unquote stupid or whatever, but like she cares you know, like, yeah, she's wrong. Her, she's misguided. Brand does, yeah. But like, she believes in it and she's fighting for it, you know, and like at right. some level you have to kind of respect that, you know, I don't have to like, like you or agree with you or be your best friend or whatever. But like at, on some level, I have to actually respect you for like caring. You want right. to make the world a better place. Like, and you are trying to do something about it, even if right. you're wrong, even if it's stupid, whatever, you know? So I kind of like that's kind of also like a baseline I look at, but yeah, then another like, but there is lines that get crossed where like, do you care about making the world a Marxist hellhole? Right. <laughs> is that what you care about? Okay, well, like that level of care, you know, that that grouping of care is now not the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's not you're, it's like you're misguided. It's like you're it's not you're misinformed. Now you're disinforming people. You're trying to subvert and invert. Yeah, well, that all goes down to whether or not they're, um, how much they know and all that. Uh, the, the expression, um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think as far as AOC, and that, again, I'm not super animated one way or the other. Like, to me, I think a lot of them play a role. Um, like, she was literally, allegedly, you know, allegedly could it be. Um, like a tryout, like, yeah. Yeah, she was cast. <laughs> so, but, but I will say... To your point, your point is absolutely valid about the staffers and the people who voted for her and kind of believe in, like, I think there is a, um, or I should say I'm confident that there is a, uh, a belief to try to make things better and wanting to see a better world. I think that, that good intention is what is harnessed in, and and you know, thrown off a cliff in the same way that I, I, you could say on the right wing, there's a lot of things people are justified in their, um, frustration and anger that uh you know their, their emotional reaction to it is justified then it gets harnessed and, and thrown in the wrong direction and um and you know it, it's so it's like come together on um the idea that we we're trying to make something better well i don't know that you can get those two groups you have to you know get them back to like humanity and see each other that way but um but yeah i think it's it's a position of of knowing that people are both trying, like you have, you have shared objectives, your disagreements on how to get there. But one thing I think is really important that uh, at some point society just kind of, you know, and I don't know if it dates back to like the French, you know, postmodern, whatever, but a an adherence to an objective truth that everyone kind of agreed on, even if it was wrong, like you know, gravity or the world's round or whatever, but that everyone kind of agreed that you know, like through the scientific method or whatever you want to call it, where it's like, okay, there, there is, there is a truth. It, it is not my truth. There is not a subjective truth. Yeah. There is a truth. The truth. And the people who are honest and humble, uh, are doing what they can to work towards it. And on top of that, you're trying to make the world a better place. So in an ideal scenario, you say, okay, we want this objective Let's try your thing for 60 days. Let's try my thing for 60 days. Let's assume that the data we collect is genuine and that the methods were done properly and everything's transparent. Uh, and in an ideal world, the entire thing will be and all the studies will be in the data that comes back and your ability to read it and say, okay, I thought this would happen. It didn't. Here's why. Turns out your idea was better. Both of our ideas suck. Let's try this. Both of them could have worked. 
I think things get frustrating when they both can work, and then it's sort of like, but if you both, <laughs> yeah. if you want the objective to go well, then you should be like, okay, let's go with, you know, like then it's, it's it shouldn't be about like, oh my side had it or your side had it, but we're so far away from like if you can't agree that there is a truth, like just where do you even, you know, because then it starts being my data versus your data. They have the what was that phrase, yeah. alternate facts. <laughs> and uh, and it's just like wow like two people are looking at different things and like they're going to to other people to do their thinking for them and interpreting data and it, you know that's the whole source 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 it's like well how reliable is the source because that's gone out the window too how reliable is the data who collected it who is funding the data you know like it's so hard to get back to that that's why it's like turn off all the distractions and people trying to um you know, pull your pull you in the wrong direction and just kind of get back to, to reality and the person in front of you and you know build something together <laughs> yeah yeah I, I've really started to view everything as like are you in rebellion against God or not and right. I think that's part of it is like seeking truth is like humbling yourself enough to like not rebel against God right like my truth and my data or whatever but even still like and I like I've I'll butcher it, but Owen's explanation of like, you have to give them an out, right? Like right. even the most wicked person, like there's still a chance. So right. even like, I'm not going to fellowship with someone who's eaten babies, <laughs> <laughs> right? But like, eh, you know, if I see signs of like that person trying to overcome, why would I not help them? You know, it's right. like, I can't just throw them out of my life entirely. Like, you know, you have to just be discerning about it. Like if some people are just truly unrepentant and they're just, they are just rebels and that's going to be their life forever. Like, yeah, just don't have them in your life. Don't waste your energy on them. But also like you should kind of view it in the back of your mind as like, there's still a chance. There's right. still a hope that they can like end that rebellion in their heart, you know? And maybe I could be the light. Maybe I could just be a seed that's planted, you know, at some way. Um, so I think it's like crucial, like not to fellowship with some people when they cross lines, but also not to right. like completely write them out forever, you know, cause I think there is always a chance that yeah, might be just me, my optimistic mindset. No, no, <laughs> I, I, but... I, I think that's, that's the, the right mindset to have. I, I think for me, I have some growing to do as far as like, there's a line between completely dismissing somebody because like, cause I would say that, um, somebody might be like way over the line or whatever metric you want to use and they're savable, but not by me. And granted, nobody is a Christ will be the one to say them. But like, as far as to what example are you a reflection of the light so that you can help guide them to find the path. Um, so there's that part where you kind of just say, there's nothing I can do because like, I can't save them versus on a better side of like having, how much patience do you have? Um, and like leaving that door open and leaving that door open. And I, the growth that I have to do is I, I kind of tend to default quicker to be like, I can't save you. Like if you're gonna be, you know, it's just easier for me. What are you talking about? Like if it's fellowshipping, it's like, if you're gonna be a burden, and it's not that I, I don't necessarily think that I dismiss anyone forever. I think if they came back and you know, whatever, certainly if they're actively um, like rejecting, and the, you know, like like you were talking about, like the Thanksgiving dinner situation. It's like I'm not gonna, you don't let someone walk all over you and, and, and be harmful to anything. But 
you you leave the door open that if they come back on the path is like the, but the balance between where you are trying to maybe be like hey but maybe not you know and like a little bit more patient versus like you know they're, they're on their path and you know you know hopefully you know god will you know like it is it my job to or i think the best way because it's important the language you use will god work through me to show them a way back to the path because i think even using the, is it my job that becomes subjective that becomes almost egotistical and people think like oh i'll go save it's like that's the wrong yeah. mentality um, yeah. that will you lead you to be, pride for sure but yeah I, I agree that you know you do have to you have you can leave someone out um and i think that i mean i don't know percentage wise and only god knows people's hearts but i, I like to believe um, and I've seen enough evidence to show that for the most part, if you were to quantify most people, you know, the quote unquote normies in the middle, like, I think a lot of people kind of want to do good, whatever that means, you know, and that they're, uh, and, and we're taught that, it, you know, I, I guess everyone's savable. I don't know. You know, the, the line of with the wicked, I don't know, but that's, that's uh, God's domain as far as like, you know who who's gone too far, who's not. Obviously, the people who are seemingly too far, I stay away from. But um, <laughs> it's not our it's not our job to condemn. It's the point I'm making. Um, and I and I like to believe that a lot of people are. It, it feels to me both in a, in a psychological and a conscious and a political and a spiritual um, that the battle is all, over a lot of those people in the middle who are kind of in a fog, but kind of not, and they're kind of seeing it, but they're kind of not. Um, it seems like that's where so much just all the energy is spent, you know, money is spent and, you know, media and all this stuff is to sway, uh, a lot of those people who are reachable. And I would say our job in that is to be the light, to, to be an example. And then if they ask you, you know, like, you know, uh, open that door to kind of say, you know, that this is, uh, what's the, um. I'm losing the word. Uh, what was it? And the first time I, I did your show, you I think you opened with this question. It was... Um, oh, no. Now I'm on the spot. I can't remember. No, it's uh, <laughs> when you... Because I, I didn't know that term, but I had lived it. Where you... It's not evangelizing. It's um, testifying. Discipling? Oh, testimony? Yep. Yeah, your testimony. Where if somebody is open to it, then you, then you do that. But to be... Because yeah. that's, for me... A lot of one thing uh, in my life was like, you know, I, I was like that quote, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, where I just kept seeing the people who had the, either, not the best life because it's not like material or anything, but just like great to be around, were always forgiving of me. That one was big politically. It was like, wait a minute, I was told everyone on the left, quote unquote, was tolerant. And it's like, you know, everyone I know who's right wing quote unquote whatever you want to label you want to call it they're they're always the ones who are kind of you know smiling and not oh yeah, yeah. you know and then never like super over the top and then and i happen to know notice that like oh they also always seem to have families and they also seem to be talking about christ a lot and, and i'm like oh and you kind of pick up on you know and it, it's just and they, they weren't pushing it it was just sort of like you just noticed you're like oh yeah, a lot of my favorite people are Christian. I'm like, what's up with that? There um, seems to be a pattern here. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like all these, it just seems to be a weird pattern where like Christian people tend to be like 
happier, <laughs> more forgiving, more loving, more open. Yeah. More warm. Not all the time. So. Not all the time. <laughs> but just patterns, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I I use that a lot that like in my life and on my streams is just the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a biblical example, but like the world is darkness, right? Like the world is just dark and sinful and dangerous and deadly and crazy and chaotic and et cetera, right? But you just need to be the lighthouse. Just be there shining the light out into the darkness. And those out there will find you when they're ready. Some right. people get comfortable in the darkness. Some people are scared of the light. You know, sometimes the light exposes them and they don't want to be, so they really flee from the light. But if you can just stand there and just keep like with your testimony, with your example, with your life, with your evangelistic attempts, you know, like just be the lighthouse. Just keep, you know, consistently shining that light out and those boats will come to you when they're ready. Right. They'll remember, you know, and even if it's not you, they'll just remember like, like that, what you're saying, like, oh, I ran into Cod one time and uh, he was just such a cool guy. And he. That one thing he put, you know, I just could not get it out of my brain and it led me to read some books. And now I'm going to a church, you know, maybe he doesn't even live anywhere by you. We'll never see you ever again. He's going to some other different church, you know, and now he's on a journey. And he'll always remember, like, you were that light, that one spark that I needed to go on my own journey, you know. And like Zezzy says in the chat, like, if no one will listen to you, be willing to shake off the dust from your feet and move on. You know, so like... You can't drag people out of the darkness into the light. That's not going to work. And it's only going to destroy right. you. But if you can just stand there in the darkness and be the light, like with your words, with your testimony, with your action, with your life, like people will come when they're ready. You know, right. and the tough thing is when it's like your friends and family and they're just like they just love the dark. They're comfortable there. They're scared of the light, whatever the case may be. It's tough because it's like, Ah, uh, I want you to come join me, you know, like, <laughs> let go. Oh, of the... you, see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you want to drag yeah. their boat into harbor. It's like, but you just can't, like, you just have to be the light there. And when they're ready, yeah. they'll come to you. Well, that's the thing tough. is like, it, it's why we're given, I believe why we're given free will is that we have, we, you know, there, there's, there's a path that somebody's exploring, um, and it, you know, and then you come out of, you know, it's like they're on their path, and it's, it's that's why I don't necessarily carry the burden beyond, like it, it's, it's God, it's, it's Jesus' is, is job, not job, but the they save, my job, or what I, what I can do, is be an example of what that looks like as best I can, and uh, you know, like, like you're saying with the, with the light, um, where someone can, can see that, and then. You're just one of many, hopefully. I mean, maybe one is enough, but of um, things illuminating them towards that, you know, back to that path. And just having, and it is harder when it's family and friends for you, you know. Um, you just, you can leave the door open for them and, and then hope, and then, you know, it'll yeah. hopefully come. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good, um, thought I've been having and asking people lately is, um, is receiving what you have prayed for a good thing? Um, I don't think that we're ever given something that we shouldn't have. Certainly if it's from God or not given something that we shouldn't have. 
Uh, I think I think there's a confusion. Certainly, the more materialistic people are, where it's like, oh, I really want this car, or please, can I get into this school, or you know, whatever it is that somebody's really wanting. Um, that I don't. Well, there was a really good. Was it a video? I thought as much crap as TikTok gets, there is some really awesome yeah. stuff on there. If you sift it, through it, there's some. <laughs> there's gold on there, yeah. Yeah, well, there's like like Bible talk or truth or talk or whatever, but um, there was a video I saw that was talking about, like, I prayed for I prayed for strength and God gave me obstacles. I prayed for, I forgot what it was, but they just went over one, and I was like, I mean, I kind of knew these things already, but the way the video put it together was, like, so spot on, where it's like, you want, you want to get to a certain position, especially if it's more like a, a spiritual development. You want to be worthy of carrying a certain torch, you're going to be tested. So it's not like, um, you know, you, you say you want to be a king for whatever reason. You're not going to be, there's not going to be a crown that comes down. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be, right. you're going to be beat up. You're going to be whatever, because you're going to, you ask to be made strong. You ask to be, to fulfill a certain role. So you will be given the opportunity to go through that, which will make you worthy of that role. Um, so as far as answering prayers, like that's, you know, if we get what we want, um, and sometimes, I, I mean, sometimes, all the time, it's, you know, at least for my experience, and I assume it's universal, uh, there's been stuff that I absolutely wanted, 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 and I didn't get, and God gave me something better that I didn't even know was possible. And I, I've just learned to go with, like, I don't even really, like, I, I don't want to say I don't plan. I do plan, but I, I do big broad strokes because I'm like the details will come in later Um, so as far as I think it's better to pray for things like wisdom clarity and um, and understanding and and like the acceptance because sometimes you know there are certain things you you want more than anything but you 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 come to understand and it maybe comes with age I don't know wisdom whatever you call it but you're like there's an obstacle, and you're like, I can't see why this is happening right now, but I, I, I know that your plan is, is the best plan, and um, you know, the this pray for the strength and the wisdom and the and the um, holiness. I don't know the word, but to realign myself, like, how did I? What was it that I thought that got me off? Help me understand or, or get right so that I can better fulfill what you want for me, as opposed to. You know, to align those things, I'm, I'm struggling to find the words, but I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Where um, that aspect of um, you know, he when you're praying for something, I think it's it, it's better to be, you know, like if you're going to be a light, have a stronger light, have 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 clearer lenses, have be properly prepared to go in a certain direction um, of a path that's laid out for you. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Do you think that suffering is a good thing? Oh, absolutely. I will. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's it's good to expand vocabulary. It's suffering, struggle, pain. Hardships. When I said absolutely, yeah. I probably mean more absolutely for pain than suffering because I think suffering is prolonged pain, and that can be bad. Um, but there is a definitely a deadwood process of experiencing pain. and granted you also don't want to go full overboard where you start saying the bad is the good like 
Pain is not fun. Or you're um, seeking um, it out, or you're like right. <laughs> masochist or, you just, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Or you delude yourself into a position where you're starting to think that that is good. It's like, no, it is bad. It is painful. But you understand. I mean, it, 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 the material does often reflect the spiritual. So if you've ever worked out muscle out, it's painful. Sometimes you do some muscle tearing, but it makes stronger. Same thing with, I guess, bone. But that's a bad example because it changes the original. But um, but yeah, it, it, it is something that is um, is necessary. I, I would I would say I would caveat or adjust my pain. Yes, suffering seems like the the dark side. Like you you're, you can't get out of the feedback loop with pain. So suffering's not. Unless that's what you need in order to realize that it's supposed to be temporary to get you in a better position. Um, but it's all, to the extent it's part of the plan, yes. But to the extent it's something you're doing to yourself now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good distinction to make. I, have you ever, like, talked with, uh, she goes by Bible Reading Bear now, um, but it used to be Bedridden Bear? Uh, we had a... Yeah, uh, her name's Sheila. She's in my chat every once in a while. We had a good talk one on one of my streams. I'm blanking on which one it was, where this topic came up because like she has like literally gone through a lifetime of like suffering, right? Right. Like in that sense that you're talking about, but we're also talking about how it was like the best thing that ever happened because right. like now she realizes that like her eyes need to be fixated on eternity. And right. not focused on this like temporary stuff here and now, you know. And so even that, even someone like that who can be who can find like the hope and the gratefulness in like a really bad, <laughs> prolonged suffering life, you know, even that like kind of humbles you and makes you happy. Not all the time, you know, there's different circumstances and whatnot, but but I do think that is yeah, the distinction yeah, you made is also important where it's like you don't really want to have you know, to be paralyzed because right. it would be much better if you weren't because you could be doing so much more good in the world. You wouldn't have that limitation. Um, right. But yeah. 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 And, then, and I also think, um, I, I do think sometimes uh, again, I, I like the King analogy, but like whatever it is, if you want to take a certain path, um, and you're serious about it, that you're going to, you have to be strengthened to be able to be prepared for the path that you're on. Um, I, I don't think that it's at all like, um, you know, just like suddenly easy. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, yeah. if you think of all the different things that, you know, tech, granted, tech in the grand scheme of things is not, it's whatever, but like the, the platforming is and all the different things you went through is a skill and know-how and they're in the, um, uh, relentlessness and the, and the, the um, even just the mindset change of like, you know, like Gary and Terry, it's like literally changed this thing from the platforming into a punchline and in like enjoyment with people. It brought something that would, that they wanted to make pain and we turned it into something that brings a lot of joy. Yeah. Um, and those things wouldn't have existed without, and again, I'm not praising the platforming and the fact that people target and want you to have struggles. Because that's not good, but good can come from it. Um, and I like that. Because uh, E. Michael Jones talked about that a lot with the um, the evil that was trying to be done. Granted, obviously it's from the Bible, is what he's quoting. But all the bad um, that was intended for you will be made good in time. Right. If yeah, you, the story of if Joseph. You, yeah. Right. If you properly align yourself, because you could screw it up. You could you could go down. What was me? 
and that's really bad, you know, um, victim mentality. And, and especially now when it's financially incentivized to be well with me, you know, hey, I'm both the right and the left. It's the one thing right people, right wing people have a hard time, quote unquote, conservatives, people in the middle, normies. People like that victim thing. It's like, oh, you got the platform. Look at the guy who's suffering. Oh, free speech is under attack. It's like, stop, just stop. Like, it's not that big. <laughs> My um, life is over because YouTube. Because I, <laughs> well, like I can't like, be on YouTube anymore. <laughs> when people spiral about another Gary and Terry channel that went down, I'm like, it's we'll make it's another joke one. now. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, not, it's really not. But I understand where they're coming from because they're so used to like. Can you believe this thing was taken away? I'm like, yes, I can believe. I, I'm actually sometimes shocked it takes so long. Like right, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally <laughs> built into the plan. So stop being yeah. low as me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so I got a couple more questions here, but the, cool. kind of feeding off of all of that, um, do you think we're living in the best of times or the worst of times? I don't think we're in the worst of times. I really don't. Um, yeah. I think, I don't even know what the, I don't mean to get all woo-woo gravy mind here, but I don't really look at time as linear. Yeah. It's like all these things are, are kind of happening at the same time. And it's like, techno, like the ability, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. <laughs> are we even in times? Are there right. even times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, as far as like, I, I think things might seem worse as a function of technology. I, I always had this theory, even like dating back like years ago, was that the world has not gotten worse. What's happened is that we have technology that exposes, right? And you yeah. could you could art, make an argument that it's actually better, yeah, because more things are being brought to light. I don't know because I don't know the data, and I you know I don't want to go through. Uh, you know, like whatever FBI surveillance or whatever, but I, I would guess that, like, put it this way, if they're trying to scare you all the time with how bad things are and they have to manufacture things, it can't possibly be that bad if they're yeah. creating narratives. I don't right. know. It, it just feels Their like... efforts prove, right, that it's... <laughs> right. I, I like that the meme that kind of goes around that's like, if all hope was lost, they wouldn't have to try so hard. To right. demoralize you right like they're, they're clearly trying very hard to make you choose to not have a good time <laughs> right and i like, and i kind of just because i don't know um i mean the best of times is christ millennial reign and then the time after that so that hard to say the best of time but it, it there feels like an elevation of spirit which makes this a better time than i've experiment experienced uh, despite the fact that there are like just there's craziness in the world, but it, it, it just has to do with your mindset and, and your your spirit on it. Where it's like, because I remember how crazy it seemed right after 9 11 and how you know, like bombed, and you're just like, you, you think there's just like evil. And I think that same evil force is here and scaring people again. And you know, it, it, it kind of bums me out when you see like what's being done to children with you know, like just the whole mask and the backs and the and the social it's just you know but it's like but there's also amazing 
elevation of spirit that 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 darkness is not having as strong an impact as it used to. It, it feels like the the forces of good are winning. Granted, I know the forces of good ultimately win, but like it it you, it just feels like this momentum of like the same old tricks and evil just aren't really they're not taking on a on a sizable chunk of people where it's preventing this monopolist evil that's attempting. I guess. I don't know. I'm running out of words. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, for my final question, um, do you want to just tell people again, like, like what what's up with Unauthorized TV, Bertaria Times Magazine, Bert- Building Bertaria, like, just all the stuff going on that you want to like shout out, promote, lead people yeah, to? Because I do have a good amount of people that like listen and follow that aren't really bears, so I kind of cool. want them to like, you know, if they're feeling inspired or. or grooving <laughs> to this if right. they're somehow still not bears how can they like get <laughs> involved bear, in the community please. and or with owen and with you too one of the things that that uh owen brought up which is a great point was that like it was he found it as a huge success that there's people on the Bertaria times app who've actually never heard of him yeah and like that's <laughs> and he, he's yeah. like he's not my new that, boss just real quick, my new boss like yeah. post like signed up for Bird to Heart Times posted, and then I was like, "Dope, that sounds cool. I'll work for you." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, what's up with Owen?" Like, <laughs> he's like, "What does he believe? What does he think?" Like, he's never really ever heard of Owen. He just heard of the Bears, you know, and how crushing we were, and signed up and right. just started like networking, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> funny how that worked out. I would say that's that's a broader like. You know the, the the thing that links a lot of that is is how much. I, it sounds cheesy to say like decentralized crushing, but like that that is what um, you know. There's a lot of pockets of areas that are doing really well uh, that either directly or indirectly kind of connect to each other and, and feed each other in this great emerging dynamic, which I think is good. Is like unauthorized TV uh, for those who don't know. Is, was a joint venture between uh, Voxay and Owen Benjamin because uh, the term unauthorized was from the beginning saying, we understand that there is such a thing that is authorized. These are people who are promoted, there's big money, they get eyeballs because they're pushing a narrative. And the world in which we live in is not one on the narrative level, on the big money level, that is um supporting the good, the true, and the beautiful. And we are about the good, the true, and the beautiful. And we understand by taking that path, we will not be authorized. So that's the idea of unauthorized. Um, and the various people who are on there, uh, you know, like we were talking about Wrangler Star, um, Dr. Rachel Fulton-Brown's there. Uh, Jim Bob is a great example of, of being unauthorized. Just sweet Jim Bob. It <laughs> <laughs> was the platform. Um, and because uh, it wasn't meant to be like, anyone who's being censored, this is your, your ship to be saved on. It was those who are choosing the path of the good, the true, and the beautiful, um, who, who understand that, you know, that's what the fight is, who are, who are, uh, who, who've at some way or another stood up to the beast and suffered in some way. Yep. Thank you. Slap. Razor Fist is there. Uh, Stefan Molyneux is there. And, um, we Vox mentioned that there'd be more people coming who are just kind of waiting uh, for some functionality, which is pretty much ready to launch. Um, part of being unauthorized is that they're going to try to take your ability for your stuff to work. So a lot of it had to be 
Uh, pretty sure by now all of it is 100% in-house made. You know, your own servers, your own, uh, I don't know how the payment process works, but that kind of thing. So once, um, I think once the super chat's there, I don't know if they're going to be called super chats, power chats, whatever they're called. Once those work. <laughs> I like I power think, chat, that's dope. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Bitbox coined that phrase a long time ago when he showed the technology. <laughs> once that's up, then uh, I think there are some other people who will be joining Unauthorized, which is wonderful. Um, the idea of hosting your own servers seems to have taken on. I know Torba um, does that for Gab, which is what is necessary because cloud services won't. You know, again, you're being unauthorized. You're you're not you're not playing the, the game system, or you're not playing the system's game. They're going to give you trouble. So you got to do you got to build your own thing. Um, Bertaria Times is the um, it is a app that is designed to lift the spirits and a place that is not defined by what we don't like, but defined by that which we do. And the basic principle of it is you should be able to have your five-year-old sitting on your lap as you scroll through it, and you don't have to explain what they're looking at. Like, what's a grabbler? What, who's Donald Trump? Like, all this nonsense. <laughs> it's like, it's it's uplifting stuff. You see babies being born, people building stuff. There's their, their gardens and all that stuff. It is the... They're, they proudly say it is the most censored app on uh, available <laughs> uh, for good reason. In because, the best of ways, yeah. In the best of ways, exactly. There's no victim mentality. There's no, uh, you know, that what was me. It's about building. It's about crushing. It's it's elevating. It's it's ways to connect. Um, so that's an amazing thing. I highly recommend. If, if, uh, I mean, all of these things are great. Join them, blah blah blah. But that one's great. The Atari Times Magazine is an extension of that. It, it is taking the digital and, and making it real, a tangible magazine. A lot of awesome people wrote awesome articles. Uh, Bear Adjacents, like um, Tom Barnett, that crusher from Australia, he wrote an article. There's a lot of people um, doing that kind of thing. So there's Atari Times Magazine. There's all sorts of uh, parallel economy-esque things going on. The Bears version of it are like, Bartertaria, Map.Bartertaria Times, and a lot of that is just an expansion of growing community, uh, connecting people to be um, not reliant on the beast, but, you know, someone you can get food from or, you know, hire and, and do all these different things uh, from a good community. Um, I will say it, as you expand outward beyond the bears, the bear adjacents and similar things, a lot of those things I see everywhere where more people are homesteading more people are buying into or or, or um, connecting to an emerging parallel economy where you don't have to worry about, you know, being, having these various things, ha having the beast fangs bite you for your belief systems. Like you mentioned, you're kicked off Twitter. Um, there, the, the Twitter purge might have been targeting Christians. Um, I think there's a strong possibility it was. Well, let's create a place where that's not even anything that would even happen. In fact, the opposite, where it's, it's a Christian community. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think those are a lot, and I, I, I applaud Torba's um, work in um, helping build the momentum of that and, and plugging it. I, I would recommend people check out Give, Send, Go. Um, and I think... It, I don't know the handle, but it's on Gab. I think if you just do the hashtag Parallel Economy, you can find it. But there's that that's emerging. Um, missing anything? We talked about unauthorized. I celebrate all the independent platforms that are that are trying their thing. Uh, Odyssey, 
BitChute's been OG. They're the OG of OGs. Um, you know, Entropy, of course. I love those. Those guys are awesome. They always, um, you know, Rachel and the various people that are very receptive to emails and any uh, getting us set up and stuff. They've always been really cool. Um, yeah. And then, you know, everybody else is crushing. Your channel, of course. <laughs> Check that out. So let me ask you real quick before you do the final question. What switch from Sean V. Planet to uh, Jonathan, the Jonathan Ford? <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to just switch to my name, but my name is taken. Okay. Like, on everything. I guess my name is popular. There's also, like, some gay black actor (laughs) (laughs) that was, like, not famous at all in the early 2000s. So, like, officially it's kind of taken. Um, And Jonathan has just been, like, the jokey name, the jokey nickname I've had for a few years. My girlfriend calls me that now. Um, Because it's just funny, because Sean is, like, just a simple name. Like, you know, usually Jonathan shortens to John. Right. Sean doesn't like. <laughs> it's kind of it's the it's the Irish dumb version of John, you know. So it's right. kind of just a funny like oh like I guess let's instead of making your name shorter let's make it longer. So I kind of just decided to go with that, um, and less of the like comic booky me fighting everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> me fighting the planet. I mean, I just had so many problems where people thought my last name was Planet. And then, you know, the flat earth thing where it's like, come on, man, you know, it's not a planet, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's just so many, like, problems and confusion. And it really made sense when it was Sean space V space planet, like Sean versus the planet. But when you're saying I shouldn't start a podcast called Cod Casino. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 It wouldn't be confusing at all. Uh... (laughs) But yeah, it was just. And so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to keep it simple and not be as, like, gimmicky and silly. But then it's kind of this debate where it's like, well, I've spent, like, three years with this name. And, like, right. A, can I logistically change it? Like, can all my websites actually legitimately let me change it? Which every single one did, supposedly, except for Telegram and Gab TV. I'm trying to get Gab to correct it for me, but... Yeah, everywhere else, you know, apparently, I could switch it over. Is it Rob Colbert? I forget the guy. It's at Shadow King something. Maybe DM him. He's... Shadow King on Gab? Yeah, it's Shadow King and then some numbers, but he'll come up. He's he's um, he's got a blue check mark. Maybe reach out to him. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, people still know me as that. They'll now hopefully eventually realize that this is my name or whatever. But yeah, I kind of wanted, you know... I kind of explained it. I wrote a little blog about it and talked about it in my Discord. But, you know, the short story of the long is like when I first made that name was like kind of right when I first became a Christian. And I kind right. of just viewed myself as like, okay, dope. I'm a Christian. Time to fight Satan. <laughs> you know, trying to, time to like get, in, get into the spiritual battle and fight off all the wicked forces. And like now I've just realized like it's not about that, right? It's about like, Seeking God, pursuing God, living righteously, and trying to get people to join you. You nice. know, it's not really about being so combative and like a comic booky superhero, killing everyone, <laughs> and killing the bad guys. You know, it's like no, actually, just be a good person and lead people in the right direction. So I kind of was trying to get a new name, like a new gimmicky name, and I just realized, you know what, just do your name. But unfortunately, my actual name was taken. So. <laughs> this is kind of what I settled on. Um, but, yeah. And then I got banned on Twitter, like, 
a week later. <laughs> so that kind of uh, didn't work out too well. But if anything, that's actually like a good sign. It's like uh, you know being spit out by the beast as soon as they taste it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, that's a good sign. And then yeah, like we kind of like what you've been saying. Like I just kind of. I send my feed everywhere, like taking your advice, like why might as well use the beast resources against itself. But I kind of yeah. just assume like, oh, I almost wake up every day just assuming I'm going to be kicked off, you know? I, I'm actually I surprised I'm still on YouTube. I'm surprised exactly. it's, it's I'm still on Beeline. Like, like, really? Like... <laughs> I mean, everyone got kicked off of Trovo and it's just like, how am I still on that? You know, like I just, it's almost like surprising at this point that I'm still on some of these and. I mean, I don't cuss. I don't do anything controversial. I don't really say anything that's that crazy. Uh, right. I mean, I guess YouTube did ban one of my videos because I talked about masks and vaccines, you know, which, oh, yeah. no, I just said it right now. One time. We'll oh, see. <laughs> we'll see how, how strong the algorithms still are about that. But, you know, I talked about those and they took one video down and gave me a warning. And it's like, I'm kind of surprised that's been it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But I'm also not that controversial, so it's kind of like I don't go out of my way to be super duper provocative or scandalous, or you know, never doing anything that breaks terms and conditions like graphic images or anything or porn or whatever. But I just still kind of assume like just being a white Christian straight male in America, uh, <laughs> I just assume my time is limited on everywhere just by default. And I think Twitter might have been the first shot of that, you know. If that yeah. is true, like that might just be, okay, Twitter now has finally crossed that line where they are now calling you abusive just for existing like that, just for being that kind of person. Um, and so maybe we'll see all these other companies follow and maybe they won't. We'll just have to wait and see and just assume they will in time, but <laughs> yeah, keep but using the resources. Time, I think, uh, yeah, they are crossing certain crazy lines, but like, the parallel economy that's emerging, I, I think there'll be enough people who are kind of lucky to be caught into the uh, safety net. That is what a lot of people have, you know, had as an alternate option. So um, yep. I think by the time it gets that dystopian by all of them, I think they're doing that because it's the last, you know, it's almost like the, uh, I don't even know the analogy, but the, you know, the, the person, it doesn't even matter anymore. And they're like, Oh, see, I, I did that. You're like, Oh yeah, Twitter's still around. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. wait what <laughs> still around yeah right on well yeah thank you for coming on my last question yeah. is uh did you have a good time tonight i did i had a very good time <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun yeah and uh, shout out to slap in the chat who's yeah. always uh, yeah my mods are amazing problem. yeah yeah. <laughs> That's yeah thanks slap that's awesome yeah Right on. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And have a good night out there. <laughs>